0: Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class, episode 98. I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Joseph. And I'm Tyler. And this episode, we're going to be reviewing Hot Fuzz. Sergeant Nicholas Angel,
1: expert in hand-to-hand combat, armed response, and high-speed pursuit. He was so good,
2: they reassigned him. Statistically, Sanford is the safest village in the country.
1: Now, this big city car.
2: You ever fired two guns whilst jumping through the air?
1: No. You ever fired one gun whilst jumping through the air? No. Must learn how to think small.
3: Morning, the swan's
2: escaped.
0: <laughs> the swan's escaped. Can you describe it to me? About two foot tall. Yep. Uh, long,
1: slender neck. Huh? Oh, three people have died in a week. Accidents happen <laughs> all the
3: time. What makes you think it was murder?
0: There
1: hasn't been a murder in 20 years. You're
0: saying this wasn't an accident? Mm. Got a mustache. I know. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I actually like that trailer because it doesn't give away hardly anything. Oh, well, uh, the whole trailer does. Oh, well, fuck it. Yeah,
4: it's a really long
0: trailer. All right, yeah. I'm still out. No more trailers banished. <laughs> it's
4: crazy. Like, your trailer's have back, like... Earlier trailers, like around this time, mm. gave a lot away. They're like about
2: the journey, man. No,
4: I don't want. I and don't even want. trailers and movies, they're like, how long is this thing? Like it's like three minutes long. Yeah, give me like a good sixty-second teaser or something. Even mm. that, even that could be too long. You know what I got a problem with? The movie theaters will movie start time five o'clock. Movie actual start time like five thirty. because yeah. you got like thirty <laughs> minutes of trailers and like pre-show bullshit quizzes. Yeah, yeah,
0: quizzes. Yeah. Quizzes and fun facts, yeah, and uh, awesome. The that's weird... the
2: whole part. That's the whole part of the experience.
0: It, I'm sure that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm at least at least it's it's predictable at this point, you know. Go um, on the roller coaster or the space roller coaster with the giant popping popcorn. <laughs> and and it, and have the weird like bowling alley uh, era <laughs> yeah. CG graphics. About uh, getting your refreshments and all the popcorns flying around you.
2: It's great. That that That's the whole experience. Yeah. That's so, why I
0: love going to the movie theaters. So Hot Fuzz, uh, this is my pick this week, hence why I am hosting uh, this week. I love Hot Fuzz. I love Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as a duo. It's It hits all the right notes for me. Um, so I'm excited to uh, talk about this top five movies to watch during
2: Halloween, according to Joseph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes I do have a comment about that okay, what, we'll, which will we get into
0: we will get into that but first
3: find some charity, in you, lad now's the time for David chatter
0: okay time for uh, movie news chit chat whatever you got so uh, Joseph lead us off
4: alright I got a few things just quick things apparently there's a prequel series for John Wick happening
1: mm-hmm. uh, oh, interesting
4: I have not seen past the first John Wick um, but uh, apparently there's a prequel series. Um, had, it's been redeveloped and it's going to be a three night event with movie length episodes, with movie hmm. size budgets. Interesting. And it's going to focus on uh Ian McShane's character, uh Winston,
0: Ooh, like forty Shane. years before the John Wick. Huh. That's series. Interesting. I I feel like that right. that world that universe has a lot that they can squeeze out of it because it's. There is a very rich universe in there with the continental, the hotel, and on, like this weird gold coin currency that only yeah. the killers use and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think they're they're probably they could unpack a lot there, and uh, you could do a lot worse than Ian McShane.
2: But you know what they say: less is better. You know that that's, that's I don't think anyone's ever said that. Uh, I think it's the less I know, the better,
4: and less is more. Okay, well, <laughs> which is what I think you meant to say: less is, <laughs> and sometimes I less, said less is better. Like less is more sometimes.
2: I don't know. I I, I feel <laughs> like... Tell that to James Bond. I, I, <laughs> I feel like uh, the John Wick series really is successful on the idea that you interpret uh, the uh, things that you don't know rather than uh, what you do know.
0: Now, this is a, a three-night event that kind of reminds me of the new uh, Netflix Fear Street movie series. Three weeks in a row, released every Friday, three movies. Mm-hmm um and that was successful i mean the fact that the the content was quality probably helped but i liked it it made me like it's like watching a tv show week after week serialized which you don't get much anymore at least i don't yeah it's they're movie length episodes and they're not related to mm-hmm. each other the stories aren't oh they're not they're not going to be no i'm asking you oh oh the the fear street <laughs> yeah yeah no they are the <laughs> whole story you could watch it as like one long movie if you oh, want to. so the to. movies are linked they are, yeah, the story is about, it's like a, a witch named Sarah Fear. Mm-hmm. And she's, it's, one's in the modern day, 1994. And then oh, okay. One's 1978. It's like the camp killer story. And then mm-hmm. the other one's in 1600s, the origin story of the witch. It's uh, kind of like the Sherlock
4: series. There's like three episodes per season, each hour and a half, each. Is that really? Is that how, how it is? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I don't know, I don't know how they aired them in, uh, Lovely old Britain, but um, London. <laughs> uh, that's kind of. I mean, it's not like a. Is it a show or is it mean Sherlock? How, no, Fear Street. Fear
0: is, Street? It, is it? No, it's a movie. It, yeah, okay. It's three great. movies. They call it a uh, th- a, because they call Sherlock a show, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, the line gets blurred. You know, TV's so good nowadays, in in a lot of instances, that it's like it's. It's more like a technical thing. Well, on on that topic, you guys did you guys ever watch Uncle Frank? It was one of my streaming picks a while ago, no. Amazon, Amazon Prime.
2: Uh, no, I haven't, but it's been blown in my face for a while. Paul Bettany
0: is the titular Uncle Frank. Yeah, and the redheaded girl from It, uh, she's his oh, like that's niece. Right. Yeah, really, really good movie. Um, but uh, that that was only released on Amazon Prime, and it it was nominated for an Emmy instead of a like an Oscar because it was oh. not released in mm. theaters. But it is for sure a movie. And but there are Netflix movies. Well, I, I guess know, I know.
4: It's, I don't know if the Irishman was released in theaters, was I it? I think it was.
0: They, they released it in a few I theaters. I like think they have to do it before the Oscars. They do it, yeah. There's, it's, there's it's, parameters. There's bullshit rules where you check the box, ah, oh, it was in two theaters or it ha- whatever. It has to screen at a festival or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it's dumb. It's like just, I don't know. If it's a movie, then it should be qualified. Yeah, Sherlock's a TV show, but Fear Street, that's a movie. Yeah,
4: it's weird because okay. like they're both the length of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So technically it is a movie length. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Well, apparently, uh, not even the French Dispatch has not even been released yet, and Bill Murray's already joined the cast of Wes Henderson's next movie, <laughs> 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 along with Tilda Swinton. Nice. Uh, Match uh, made in heaven, Tilda yeah. Swinton, Bill Murray. Uh, and it will be uh, Bill Murray's 10th collaboration with uh, Wes Henderson.
0: Holy shit,
2: really? Yeah. I have to assume that uh, Bill Murray and Tilda Swin- Swinston. Swinton. Swinst- Swinton. Swinton, 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 Swinton. Okay, I have to assume that uh, Bill Murray and Tilda Swinton are uh, romantically involved in the movie. Uh, Why would you assume that? Not, or, not or in, or in real but life? No, no, in real life. Why would you assume that? Well, I mean, why would they uh, star in a movie together other than that, you know, Bill Murray is giving her the... Uh, <laughs> the old Murray treatment. The old, yeah, the old Murray treatment. So every... every uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the old Murray treatment. Is Brendan Fraser and uh, Rachel Vice. are they a thing? Oh, yeah. Totally a thing. They were a thing. My, sor- my sources say that they're still a thing.
4: Mm, they're just still
2: a-, a thing. Who knows? Very nasty stuff is right yeah, gonna be the
4: is gonna be the mummy in the next mummy movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna wrap him up and <laughs> wrap him up in toilet paper. Um, okay, I my mean, next quick thing: uh, Uncut Gems is getting the Criterion treatment. Oh, nice, uh, going to the Criterion
2: Collection. Nice. Um, Wasn't that great? Um, no, I mean it was, good. It was I, good. I mean, but not Criterion great. Like, I mean, there are
4: Criterion movies that. That you might consider not even criterion worthy. I and, gotta go through that list too, and I, I'll I'll give my a lot. opinion on that. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Um Good Time, in my opinion, was better. I liked Good Time mm. better. It um, was
0: more of a good time. Yeah, it was
4: <laughs> yeah. I had less panic attacks during that. Yeah, yeah. Still had some. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then uh just some kind of funny I don't know about funny, but um it's a feat that a human being can do this. Okay. The human mm. being, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, <laughs> transformed himself for a new movie uh, by eating 11,000 calories a day. Holy shit. For two weeks. That's like Michael Phelps style.
0: That's insane. Two, well, two. I could do that for two weeks.
4: 11,000 calories <laughs> a day. 2,000 calories is the average, uh, uh, Not in my supposed world. to be a diet. <laughs> That's I a guess. recommended 2,000 calories. Calorie 000. intake is the average human should intake yeah. a day.
0: Yeah. Um, at least, I think it's 2,000 calories, something like that. It's, yeah, 2,000 is, is, that's just like a base guideline. That yeah. They say every person's different. That's
4: but. like to maintain yeah. uh, your average yeah. body. Which if you I look already, on the
0: nutritional facts on the sidebar of every box of cereal. Yeah.
4: He hmm. was already eating 7,000 calories a day. Oh, so it wasn't that much of a jump. Then. But uh, I cannot even imagine eating that much a I, day.
2: N- neither could I. I really? mean, he
4: wakes up at 2 in the morning. And goes to bed at six. So.
2: Yeah, it's it's insane. He's His, got first
4: breakfast, first workout,
2: <laughs> prayer, second workout, prayer, second <laughs> breakfast, rare, rare.
0: Um, Michael Phelps, when he was training for the uh, the Olympics, when he won all those like four or five gold medals in the same Olympics, was yeah, yeah. was eating twelve thousand a day yeah during training, but he then also burning. Every fucking swimming, all twelve thousand you know.
4: of them. But uh, he's doing this for a new movie, a faith-based drama called Stew. Michael Phelps? No, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Dear um, God, yeah. And I mean, it's called Stew. I'm not sure what it's about. IndieWire has too many ads. Won't tell me. Is it from IndieWire? Yeah. Like it's he would say, f- "Screenshot boy." It's a it's a faith-based movie. It's a faith-based <laughs> drama. Hmm. Oh, wait, the film is based on the true story of Reverend Stuart Long, who was a boxer before becoming a priest.
0: Interesting. I don't care. Yeah. How cliche.
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and then that's pretty much. He just wanted an excuse to eat 11,000 calories a day. (laughs) He made a whole
4: movie about it.
2: He was done. He was like, ah, yeah, I can't just eat 11,000
4: calories. It would look weird. So let's. I'm going to get a producer and have him make a movie. Yeah, that's
0: right. I I could do that for two weeks. Yeah. You have to live at the gym, though, to get rid of it or else you turn into Brandon Fraser.
2: Uh.
0: Forcing yourself to eat is a lot harder than
2: not eating. It's <laughs> almost like torture. Yeah. It literally is like uh, torture.
0: I like how it's almost like torture and then it's literally torture. Yeah,
2: that's right. uh,
0: But that's all I got. All right, Tyler, give us some news stories. Try, right. try to keep it under 10.
2: <laughs> well, I'll do my best. Uh, did you know Colin Farrell is going to be playing the penguin in the yes, uh, new Batman? Movie? We talked about
0: it on the show. That was oh, an- we did.
2: That was announced like a year ago. Mm. All right. Well, did you see the picture of him being the penguin? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> is there a new picture? No, no. I just, it just came across my feed, and I thought that was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> we have the handsome, beautiful boy Colin Farrell playing one of the ugliest... Characters, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and apparently they're, they they made like a custom made fat suit for him, and like they did all the makeup. He kind
4: of looks like uh, the picture I saw. it kind of looks like the brother. Not the is he from the brother from? Uh, oh, I don't know if you guys from Curb. He mm, plays uh, Larry's. No, he plays Larry's cousin. I don't know the actor's
2: name, but he mm. <laughs> he kind of looks like that guy. No, uh, maybe he looks like uh, 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 Smithers' brother. From The Simpsons, he's a Oswald Cobblepot, yeah, yeah. Oswald, is it Oswald? Oswald, no, Oswaldo, right? All no, oh, right, so. fine, fine. I guess we talked about it. Uh, yeah, so Colin Farrell's playing the penguin, which is uh, that, really, that was news to me. I don't, because you don't, this guy, R- you don't Richard
0: pay. Kind. Oh, Richard, yes, 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 he kind of looks like I'm this guy.
2: guy. I like Richard
0: Kind. Oh, yeah, he does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he
0: does. It's news to Tyler because he just tunes out when me and Joseph are talking.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's thinking about Danzig and My Chemical Romance. That, 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 yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, uh, so anyways, uh, next news story is Nicolas Cage. He does not want to go to mainstream Hollywood movies anymore. Uh, <laughs> he has found his niche, mm-hmm. which apparently uh, I think he has a cult following now. Like, I think It's been he, that way for a long time. Well, I think it's more pronounced though. Like, like now in our modern age, Nicolas Cage is more so. When you see Nicolas Cage on a movie, you're just like, "Ooh, Nicolas Cage!"
4: There'll be a select people who will uh,
2: follow him, and there's a number yeah. of people that will instantly tap out. It's not, yeah, exactly. And it's not like a, it's not like national treasure. It's All like,
4: these uh, genre directors are uh, gonna
0: are like clamoring for. His presence. It's kind of weird how that phrase, like the second you say a genre flick, you know what you're getting yourself into. But yeah. it's like that is a word that also just means what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the second you mm-hmm. say, oh, this is a genre movie, they, really. well, it's the directors who pigeonhole themselves, yeah, <laughs> either on purpose or by
4: accident, mm-hmm. into making a certain kind of movie.
2: Uh, well, yeah, supposedly, I I would say that. They know what they're getting themselves into, especially if you hired Nicholas Cage as your lead act. Like you well, know, I, I want to know how
0: much he gets paid for some of these movies because the budget on a lot of them don't look good, and is it, it like they're they're pretty low? Is it because they spent all the money on Cage, mm. or is it a low budget movie and he's also low budget?
1: Uh, he's also a
0: producer on some of them. Yeah, I <laughs> he think- was an EP on uh, Wally's Wonderland. Was it? he really? Yeah, that he, one. He bought the story from
2: the original. It was a short. Um, He watched the short, loved it, bought the story, and EP'd it. I think he's playing both sides. He's like, okay, I will... So he comes out on top no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, yeah, so Nicolas Cage, uh, recently, as of uh, July 16th, which was uh, yesterday on Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, he said, yeah, no, I'm not going back to major productions anymore. Probably because he found a lot of monetary success from doing these, you know, uh, indie. Uh, indie movies and like low budget Experimental yeah. films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm fine with that because I think, you know, I think Nicolas Cage has a lot of range. Um, I yeah. think the only reason why he was uh, blackballed by the uh, uh, Hollywood was because he was so bad with his money. What was
4: his last like major production?
0: uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, National Treasure, yeah, National Treasure Two, yeah, Book of Secrets, (laughs) (laughs) Um,
4: (laughs) yeah. Because like after that, it just kind of gets. I feel like he just maybe he just started doing more smaller films. Well, he got at the same time, and then he just kind of
1: got he got uh, in trouble with
2: the IRS.
0: Yeah, he owed a bunch of money to the to the tax man, so he started doing. Pretty much any, anything, anything. Bangkok, but, Thailand.
1: <laughs>
2: but he also does like you know like or Bangkok direct, Dangerous. Whatever you know? Oh yeah,
0: that's it, Dangerous. Uh,
2: I mean, I don't know how recent this is, but he was doing direct to DVD uh movies for a long time too, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, you know, he has to he has to set his table, he has to make his way. And uh, I'm seeing it. I'm on Nicolas Cage's uh,
0: IMDb scrolling through just to try to find like the last mainstream one, probably voicing um, Spider Noir. Kick-Ass. Yeah, that was, was a while kick, ago. Was Kick-Ass uh,
2: kick, kick a major, yeah, it, it was major. release? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, but like it kind of s- kicked off his like uh, role into like obscure I don't think roles. so. I don't think so. I think, I think he,
4: was, it's funny. Well, I, I think he is. A good actor, but he just plays to the material that is given to him. Yeah. And he just goes all
0: out. And I think that a director also buys buys a Nicolas Cage spot in his movie for a specific purpose. And a lot of times that's to be over the top. Yeah. So it's it's a it's almost like a snake eating its tail. Which which came first? The crazy performance or Nicolas Cage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it written this way or did he do that?
2: Yeah. He made a choice. I think I
4: think Nicholas staged made it that or the way. director was like hoping like he wrote it knowing that he would do that. Okay. A Lot of sub 5.0s on this IMDb
2: list. <laughs> yeah, well I I don't know. I I I think that uh there's a lot of bullshit
0: in between the gems. <sighs> it it looks That's like true. it looks like Drive, no. I think I think Sorcerer's Apprentice is probably the last one, last big one. That was in
2: 2010.
0: Mm. Damn, 11 years ago? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What, okay. else, what else you got to tell uh, I have my uh, list for episode 98. We're almost close to uh, 100 episodes. We're
4: almost mm-hmm. close to 9-11. Ooh, that's true. That's true. All these movies are pre-9-11. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> after that, mm-hmm. movies changed. They did.
2: <laughs> they certainly did. But my list of my favorite movies from 1998... Which is episode 98. I have SLC Punk. Good one. Okay. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. American History X. A Kite which is the animated film that we, the oh, uh, hentai.
0: On <laughs> <laughs> hentai that we reviewed on uh, Nymphomercial. <laughs> yeah. What's but up, it, Milk?
2: It, it's, uh, well, it's not a hentai. It's, shout, a, it's sh- a really good film.
0: Shout out to Milk. Uh, the Technically Nymph- a hentai. Nymphomercial podcast
2: where they review hentai. Actually, Milk reached out to me. He wants to be on the show again. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, Kai is actually a genuinely good film regardless of the... uh it's all right. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, okay, fine. Um Pleasantville, starring Toby Maguire. It's mm-hmm. a good one. And then finally, finally, uh the movie that awakened my uh, uh puberty, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo Zombie Island. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh starring the it smells Hex. pretty gay in here. <laughs> I wouldn't call it gay. I mean you you uh the Hex Girls. Oh. Uh that mm. yeah. As soon as I saw them play, uh, the sexual awakening happened for Tyler.
0: I'd like to I'd like to add to the list something about Mary. Un, under mm-hmm. underrated, it's super stupid. I became
2: but... a man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Super stupid, but great. Also, Rushmore. I just watched that a couple weeks ago.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah, that's nice. a fun
0: one. Bill. I think that was Bill Murray's first interaction with uh, Wes Anderson. Mm. Um, also, my introduction to Jason
2: Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's good. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I wonder if he's an asshole in real life, though. Who? Jason Schwartzman. Uh, I don't know. You think he's a good guy?
0: Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Uh, Big Lebowski. Can't, can't say without Big Lebowski and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels.
2: Yeah, I thought those were too obvious. That's why I didn't put them on there. <laughs> you
0: never even think. talked
2: about Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. You haven't even seen Snatch. No, I was talking about uh, the
0: Big oh. Lebowski. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, cool. Uh, is that it, Tyler? Yeah, that's it for me. Gravy. Okay. Uh I have one movie that I just heard about this week that I'm very excited about and I know that Tyler's as well cuz he shares the namesake with this uh filmmaker mm. Gaspar Noé. Uh oh, Yes. Yes, um Tyler's uncle from France. Yes. Yeah. How do you say Fr- How do you say uncle in French, Tyler? I- <laughs>
2: I no idea. All right, you're on thin ice. How uh, you say? Yay. I'm on thin ice because I don't know the French language. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's your uncle, for God's sake. <laughs> so uh, Gaspar Noe is coming out with a new movie called Vortex. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the, have you seen this, Joseph? I've heard about it. The Just looking at the poster is giving me, like, anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dario Argento. Dario Argento, famous Italian fil- horror filmmaker, is starring in the lead role. And it's about, here's the, here's the only synopsis that's on, um, uh, well, I guess I, I, I cropped it out. I guess I didn't put it on there. It's basically about an, uh, a couple in the final days as they basically slip away from, uh, dementia. Yes. Mm. Which sounds like a delight. I saw a blurb about it. It was like, it said it's the most
4: accessible of his movies. Oh, okay. In terms of like yeah. con- the content maybe. Mm. Yes. But that's not
0: saying much, because... Only... Yeah, I know. A lot of stuff's a hard watch. It Uh, is. So it's a starring Dario Argento, Alex Lutz, and Francois Lebron. Uh, Basically, it's a husband and wife, older husband and wife, and I'm assuming their younger son, Mm -hmm. like middle-aged or whatever. But it looks sad. Can't wait to get sad. Gaspar Noe.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be... uh from what I've heard, it's going to be shot uh, when you're watching the film. It's going to be two screens on the same Let's screen. Let's
4: get sad in here. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't, so, want to, I
0: don't want to speculate much about it. I don't want to hear anything about it. So you can, oh, okay. I, well, right. I don't want I I to. I read a lot about into I wanna, it. I don't want to. Why would you read about it? Well, because I'm Are you, excited about it. But why don't you just wait for the movie to come out? Build the anticipation.
2: Eh, you know, I. <laughs> He's impatient. <you> know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay,
0: so that is the uh, the only thing I saw in news that uh, uh, boiled my biscuit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But <laughs> your biscuit. we did get a listener uh, email that I wanted to read from uh, fan, uh, a friend of the show, listener Brendan. Uh, oh, and, Brendan! And this is uh, this is Brendan's email. It's called "A Letter to Each of You." Oh no. <laughs> It's Seems not. It's not Denver Jeff. Yeah, Je- <laughs> yeah. Denver Jeff is. I don't know Seems where he's bad, at. Though. Jeff, if you're listening, please write in again or send us a voicemail. The letter for Tyler <laughs> is C. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Brendan writes, "Hey classmates, happy to see you still chugging along. Here's a letter to each of you." Dear Pete, I agree that the best movie from 1997 was The Fifth Element. Your taste is impeccable. Ugh. All right. Your payment is in the mail, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Paid him to say that, um, dear Tyler. I always appreciate your hot takes. You're right. I just like the rest of your fans, and and just like the rest of your fans, I ang- anxiously await your next one. Ooh. So keep more hot takes. We want more Conspiriously, too, Tyler. Yeah, produce some goddamn. What's the content. next one?
2: Well, you know, as this would I- this would be a great a uh, uh, movie to do a conspiracy on. There's a lot of like cult uh, stuff, the Hot Fuzz. Actually, no, I'm working on one on. Uh, Space Jam Legacy. Okay, we'll get to see that. In like seven as, soon, weeks. as soon as I, I <laughs> as soon as I watch Space Jam Legacy, I already started penning down some thoughts.
0: That, that's great. Get it, get it to the listeners in a timely fashion. We would want to well, hear on episode 109. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're up, up till four in the morning last night, produced for this goddamn show.
2: I'm working on a lot of other stuff.
0: Yeah, for for what? For do the are, are there classmates that are listening to your songs or going in the garbage? <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah.
2: Listen, you have, what's you have Yeah,
0: you have a fan base right here. I know. Um, and then uh, uh, Brendan continues. Dear Joseph, I'm sorry to say this, but after you gave a C- to Brokeback Mountain a couple weeks ago, <laughs> it left me scratching my head. Like, what is a really good movie to you then? What makes you passionate about a film? Keep up the good fight. Listen to Brendan. How do you respond to that, Joseph? So he's asking me... What's he asked me. He says, "Why are you see? What is a really good movie to you? What, what makes you passionate about a film? Passionate about a film or a film? A film.
4: Um, what is a really good movie to me? Well, not Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> coming. Why are you scratching your head about this? Uh, why are you so confused about this movie that is so boring and the music is so uninteresting and the characters are so unlikable and the only reason they're together is to have sex with each other?
2: That's the point. <laughs>
4: for- why did I not like that? It's a forbidden love. It's uh sure. I mean, fine, it is. But <laughs> at the at, it, it's dated in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's not forbidden anymore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in um, Wyoming it is. Maybe yeah. it's just not as accepting over there, yeah, um but um, I don't know for Brookback Mountain, I just found it boring. I know it's a good movie. I just thought it was not interesting. it's a per- more of a personal <laughs> rating than an objective rating, like I'm not saying it's a bad movie, I'm just saying that I don't like it.,
2: uh, mm. I love it, you know, I love it, like for me here here here's a hot take for you, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is bad, in my opinion.
0: <laughs>
2: um, it's not bad. Come it, on, that's that's too strong. He said it's he, way too hey, strong. He
0: said in his opinion. In my opinion,
4: it's not a movie that I would want to watch ever again. Um, no. Not that like the acting was yeah. great, the, you know, the writing was good, you know, and its cinematography was great, you know, it's all technically great, but but the music didn't land for you. Pieced together, yeah. it was not pieced together in a way that worked mm. with me. Um, a great movie for me, Children of Men, fantastic oh, movies, yeah, great acting, great writing, great cinematography, great directing, mm-hmm. great, all pieced together concept. very well, great music, just all pieced well together, it evoked a great emotion out of me, Cry mm-hmm. Every Time, Lord of the Rings Trilogy, all fucking great, <laughs> Cry Every Time I Watch It, you know? You bow for no man. I mean, um, Space Jam, Almost as good as. Bro- <laughs> How dare you!
1: How dare you? <laughs> wait, Sp- wait, that up. <laughs> okay.
4: Space Jam one or two? Oh, two. Sorry. Okay. Two.
0: Um, <laughs> but um, passion about film is that that it's it's what what yeah what makes you passionate about a film? Um, about a film or film? A film. A film is. Does it have to have dark and light? Because I think a lot. I think a lot of a lot of times when people like cite great movies or movies that they really love or land on them. Mm. there it is, there's an underlying like really dark tone to a lot of that and it's hard. of like a movie of a movie yeah okay. like children of men overall dark but there is hope in there yes you know i i love uh, uh, there will be blood overall dark film and not still not a lot of hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> no um
4: and there's a lot of movies that i like that are weird that i think are really great like uh the lighthouse or mandy or uh dark dark mm. um yeah, both dark, but uh, there's um, like movies like uh, like Hot Fuzz, yeah. or Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> dark, dark, or uh, and then uh, you have uh, the Muppets.
2: The, the oh, that's not a dark movie. There you no, go. That's a, I, t- Joseph just loves a, the Muppets. A good
4: time. The you want to know the, the what I movie. think?
2: You want to? I think that you like great writing because all the movies that you just said have great writing. So you think Hot Fuzz has great writing? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay. Brilliant writing, um, but yeah, I mean,
4: it's I don't know, I don't know. It's <laughs> does everybody have to like broke my mind? Look, <laughs> Citizen Kane. What do you have against gay people?
2: <laughs>
4: That's what we're getting at. I mean, <laughs> I've said this before. I'm pretty sure Citizen Kane, I think, is like my least favorite movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I agree. I acknowledge. I, agree. I acknowledge it's great in its technical achievements at the time. But yeah, there are better
2: movies. That's absolutely correct. That's you know, absolutely Is it, correct.
0: It's it's your your least favorite of quote the greats. Yes, yeah, like yeah. Uh, and
4: like, it's hard for me to say. Like, obviously, a movie can't be objectively good or objectively bad, except for like Caveman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I think I think still even caveman I think
4: kids kids like caveman. I know that's why I'm saying is that like you I don't even know y- if my kids would it's like hard caveman. It, there's like I go I battle with myself constantly about like I like this movie a lot you're a complicated but man a lot of people will be like the movie's bad but mm. like you can't just say it's bad because like taste is
0: subjective so it's like it's like going to a museum like especially a, like a modern art I was just gonna museum. say you read my mind no you go to a modern art museum and. Certain people's like eyeballs detach from their skulls, from their eyes rolling so hard at what is considered art. yes you know and then some people look at it and like I just see the duality of man and that smear of shit on a canvas with a banana tape to it, yeah or something.
2: All I've yeah. got from this is that we should look to Joseph for film recommendations. <laughs> I mean it's I mean like last black man is San Francisco a, is like, oh, that's a great. really great movie. I it,
4: love, it For me, it's like evoking emotion one of the best like movies of if, that year if it's an emotion of any kind then i feel like the movie did its job I broke, Back, broke Back mountain did not do anything for me i didn't feel anything for mm. it
0: and that's why i don't that's why i gave it a c minus i felt i felt sadness for the characters in that but i agree with joseph i've, I've said it before the but one of the things that i enjoy the most about watching movies is that it brings out emotions that either I don't want to experience myself in real life because there are consequences that come along with those emotions or the actions that evoke the emotions mm-hmm. or just emotions that I know I never will feel. Like sure. that's why people watch scary movies cuz fingers crossed you're never going to have to come face to face with a murdering killer and you know when you're out camping with your friends. It's kind of like virtual reality. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah. it's like playing a, a video game, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be I don't want to steal someone's car and go, you know, Beat someone up and shoot shoot a cop and go get a hooker, but I can play GTA Five all day. Yeah, you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, if a movie can do anything for me or any sort of media mm-hmm. or art
0: or anything like that, then it's like it's a good piece of art, in my opinion. And even even yeah. in a movie that you don't really have to break down and interpret, like what's the what's the message behind the Green Mile? When you think about it, like the moral of the story. Yeah, what's the moral of the story? Uh, Kidney stones. Yeah, don't drink more water. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, racism was bad back then and the black guy got pinned with the thing and yeah. it was bad circumstance and stuff like that. But what did what did John Coffey teach us? What is, the fact that, he, that Tom Hanks is now an old man and Mr. Jingles is still alive, it's like, does that mean anything?
1: Yeah. No, but the uh.
0: movie's fucking great. And you get Percy Whitmore, one of the most hateable characters in cinema, um, and you get Wild Bill, played by Sam Rockwell, and fucking Tom Hanks being... Charismatic as ever, and John Coffey, and it's like there's great writing, there's great characters, and you do feel emotions. But what does it mean? I don't know. Emotion, yeah. emotion. That's all I care about.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, think, I think, I
0: think it's
2: a journey, dude. I
0: think uh, Joseph nailed it. It's the emotion. Yeah. yeah, whether it's anger, sadness, fear, terror. I don't know. Even hunger. Like when you watch I, Big Night, it's a great, uh, great Stanley Tucci, mm. Tony Shalhoub movie about. cooking did you see uh, a giant uh, meal?
2: Did you see uh, twenty-seven? Wait, was it one hundred and twenty-seven? No, twenty-seven hours with James Franco. One hundred twenty-seven. Hours. Oh, one hundred twenty-seven hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will definitely make you feel hungry. No, and painful. <laughs> or <laughs> no. Castaway. <laughs> no. Ooh, Castaway. Or too. the movie Hunger. <laughs> uh, uh, or Raw.
4: Or Ra- Um Green so Inferno. That's, yeah. That's, so that—that's my answer. That's good. Why? Why C minus is Brokeback Mountain? It's like. And there are better movies out there, in my opinion, that I'd rather watch that almost achieve the same thing, like Moonlight.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Moonlight, I feel Moonlight like made a-
0: me feel something.
2: Yes, it does. Hmm. Yes, it does.
0: Well, Brandon, thank you for the stimulating conversation, and thank you for the email. Yeah, we would appreciate uh, m- uh, more listeners to chime in and asking what you uh, what you think and what your opinions are, and where you agree, where you disagree with us. Uh, we love it. We like to talk about movies, and we like to talk about it with our friends. So, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right in again. More often, or people that aren't writing in, send us a message, send us a voicemail. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we've reached the end of our gab and chatter segment. I suppose I so. Now it's time for streaming picks,
2: movies.
1: Oh yeah, movies. Sticking with the old school, that is what we yeah,
2: movies.
1: In the that is what we are.
2: Movies. Thank you,
0: listener Bruce, for that beautiful movies, streaming picks theme song <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> from the old school days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Joseph, go ahead and uh, give us some streaming picks. Um, well, I did watch some stuff this week, um,
4: excluding the Space Jam movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> listen to our new film, Glassfield Dream episode. Um, and uh, I think, one of these was mentioned before, but I'm not sure exactly. I might mean, have got confused with another one. Um, but the first thing I watched this week was uh, another Bo Berm special, an early one called What? Mm. What." I, it's a rewatch, actually. Um, I had seen it before. And it's like his earlier... I think it's the earliest one that he has on Netflix at the moment. Mm. Um, he has that, Make Happy, and Inside. and uh, And What, in my opinion, is... I think the funniest one it's straight straight away funniest yeah of the like in terms of comedy uh, of the three I think although it's a toss up I think Um, you could go either way with all these three you could juggle between the three yeah um Make Happy is also really good, also streaming. That's a that's a just a little added bonus stream pick for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but what is really good, um, just like an hour long, kind of like similar to uh Make Happy, where it's just like a stage performance and he's doing uh songs and comedy and all that stuff. And what I've realized is that he's he's just an observational comedian. Mm-hmm. And like it's just it's really, really observational, especially with
0: with inside, it's super observational. Do you do you do you know anything about Dimitri Martin? Oh yeah, he he. They remind me of like coming from the same like camp. Mm. Like they have very similar trends of thought, but they their execution is very different. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Dimitri Martin is a little bit more silly. Yeah, I more think dry. Yeah,
4: I like I like his baby blood bit. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite bit from Dimitri Martin is from one of his specials. I can't remember the name, but he it's like an in between joke where he's like. My favorite kind of cracker is the ones with the holes. It's more aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> gets my mouth faster. And he goes, That joke never does well, but I'm never going to stop doing it. <gasps> <laughs> I love it.
0: Um,
4: I got introduced to him through Fly the Concords, actually, mm-hmm. the, the, oh. the, the show. Um,
0: he was in. When he gets uh, when he is added to the band of Fly the Concords. What movie is it that he plays the kind of a love interest? I think it's In a World. Lake Bell, oh, maybe that's uh, yeah. He, I think I'm pretty sure he's the love interest in that. I love that movie. Um, and then I
4: watched. This is the movie that I think you stream picked, but I couldn't remember if you stream picked this one sure. or another one that's not very similar but has the same actor. Um, Pred <laughs> predator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you on, stream on Hulu?
0: Yeah. on Hulu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched
4: it with your uh, your ex girlfriend. Yeah, so I watched that uh, a couple nights ago, and uh, I've seen it many times. Um, But it is on Hulu. So good. And uh, it's surprising surprising to me that it's on Hulu. It feels like a Prime movie. It feels like Prime or HBO. Yeah. Um, But Predator is a classic um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, Dylan, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Kill me, I'm here. Kill me, I'm here. Do it. Uh, Do it now. You set us up. Uh, (laughs) And um, (laughs) I don't know where Predator 2 is streaming, but... That's also if it's streaming somewhere, then that is a stream pick.
0: It's a it's a sequel that I think is as good or better than the original. It's hard to yeah. say. I haven't seen number two in a while, but I remember Danny Glover being in it, and I fucking I I remember liking it a lot. It delves more into the, uh, the idea of the Predator, yeah.
4: and like what their goal is. You get to see him like heal himself too, which is cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Predator really good, and uh, so that's
0: basically what I watch. Uh, it's what and Predator. What? Yep, Bo Burns What. What and Predator. What on Netflix? All right, Tyler, give us some
2: uh, give us some stream picks. What you got? Uh, yeah, my uh, streaming pick was Predator. Oh, really? <laughs>
0: oh,
1: <laughs> hold
2: on a second. We have a draw for that. <laughs> Predator. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I watched Predator on uh, one of my sleepless nights, and it's uh, I would say is one of the best. 80s action movies ever made mm-hmm. uh besides aliens terminator and escape from new york uh did
0: terminator 2 come out the 90s okay 90s. so that turns into a 90s okay yeah yeah
2: so uh yeah i just uh i can't recommend predator enough it is a incredible film uh with uh Arnold Schwarzenegger the, the the iconic scene of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover like uh slapping no, Carl Weathers. Oh Gar- yeah uh, my apologies. Uh um, Carl Weathers uh just they're they're all juiced up on the juice. This before Rocky or after Rocky?
4: Mm, after. Because these fucking ripped Carl Weathers. Well
2: Rocky was filmed in
4: the 70s. Oh, yeah. So um Well the one with Apollo Creed is the first Rocky? Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah. Uh, Which is the one when he dies? That's that a, was Rocky Four. <laughs> Isn't no, it, it? was Drago. not Rocky Four. <laughs> Why is that funny? Is it uh, Drago and Rocky Four? Is it Rocky Four?
2: Oh, well, I can't remember. I, I think it's know. Rocky Two. I don't know. Ah, uh, well, Apollo, Apollo Creed
0: makes it. Yeah, it is. That's Dra- <laughs> I have Ivan Drago. Rocky Four. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) You motherfucking
2: laughing at me. Look at you. (laughs) I am not laughing at you. I was laughing at the idea of Carl (laughs) Weathers being
1: dead. You idiot. Well, he
2: gets killed in Rocky. You idiot. And he gets killed in this, too. Hey, can
0: I tell you something that might enrage you, Tyler? Okay. I've never seen a single Rocky movie all the way through. Uh, Even the first one? No. Not a single one. I've never seen Rocky First Blood all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could say that. And the I ol- that too. And the And the only Rambo movie I've yeah. seen all the way through is Rambo. The last Rambo? Yeah, the one. The <laughs> Rambo, the last Rambo. <laughs> okay.
2: Um. <laughs> Tyler's leaving the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Predator is my streaming pick. It's an incredible, incredible action movie. Also with J- and- another
4: uh, movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura. The yeah, other, one, oh, yeah. other one being Running Man.
1: Discounters yeah. in that too? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, it's yeah. yeah. One of the, I still haven't seen Ready Man. One
2: yeah, of that's the, a good one. One of the runners. Or- I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime. But, anyways, uh, I want to kind of get to this uh, really quickly. Uh, you know, I, I haven't had a good week. I've had a good week. It's been really hard uh, existing as myself. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, Predator is my only streaming pick, but uh, I have also been watching X Files. So I encourage. Where is that? Uh, I encourage nay demand everyone who is a fan of me. Apparently I have fans. I don't I I'm not, I don't know why anyone's a fan of me. Uh, watch X-Files on Hulu. The whole series is on Hulu. So uh, I've been watching that. That's a streaming to- pick. Well, no, I it's, feel like you've mentioned it before, though. I have, I, that's why I was. Peter was mentioned before, though, too. So,
4: <laughs> was it really? Yeah, he's I, we just he just
0: re, I mean,
2: again t- uh, tuning out while we're listening. Oh, yeah, not me and Joseph are just all. talking, yeah, just no. staring at the ground. I'm literally like just like in my own world. Um, but anyways, just uh, taking yeah. selfies over there, like, I know, know. tick talking. <laughs> I know. I, I I'm basically just only here as a uh, empty body for this uh, podcast. <laughs> He's a more of a mascot than anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Predator was my uh, streaming pick. That was the only thing. Uh, that was the only movie that I watched besides uh, that. Yeah. Fakata, uh The Space Jam sequel. Oh my gosh! Yeah please
0: watch their Space Jam field trip episode. We took a bullet for all of you. <laughs> I know. it's It was a good episode. I love that one. I I hate to think that we watched Space Jam 2, subjected <laughs> ourselves vain. to that, and then no one <laughs> listens to it.
1: Because
0: that was rough. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> all right. So, all right, my streaming picks for the week. I have, uh, I wanted to specifically mention, I don't think this is streaming anywhere, but we did go to the Red Museum with, uh, mm. hosted by uh, local celebrity Adam Murphy, friend of the show. Yes. And uh, we watched The Big Trouble in Little China from 1986 oh, and it was so my good. first time watching that movie and I fucking loved it. It's so good. I think it's my new favorite like action adventure 80s movie. Not a pure mm-hmm. not pure action, like comedy action. Yeah, like fun adventure action. Yeah. It it I was laughing throughout. I was like dumbfounded with some of the ridiculousness of it and it Yeah. And out of nowhere, there's, a, there's like fucking trolls, like underground trolls that, oh, yeah. that play no
2: part in the story
0: at all. It's, it was ridiculous in all the best ways. It's
2: insane. It's an insane I movie. Loved it. I loved insane. it. Insane. It
0: was so fun. So uh, mm. next time we have another movie night, I don't know how many of our classmates are local to the Sacramento area, but uh, if you are, um, please join in. It was a grand old time.
2: I think I'm going to uh, get some uh, mics. Uh, lavaliers. I am not going to record that with you.
0: Okay,
1: fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can record in the
0: pool by yourself. Um, all right. So then, uh, my my other one I l- alluded to earlier. I mentioned earlier is the third of the Fear Street series, the 1666. And full disclosure, I haven't finished like the very very end of this. I had to f- turn it off last night before we was able to finish it, so we could record the Space Chan episode. <laughs> um. So I haven't reached the ultimate conclusion of the series, but. Already, the movie is really, really good. And this whole series, the three of these movies, is a fantastic horror series for like a younger audience. And when I say younger audience, it's not exclusively for younger people. It just has a little bit of a little bit of a kind of rounded edges, in the sense that you're not going to go and watch it like Hereditary, and you're going to see a child get decapitated, and then
3: watch watch a three minute segment. <laughs> Spoiler of a, alert! Yeah,
0: watch a three minute se- sequence of a mother grieving for her. You know, it's there are some heavy concepts and the deaths are brutal. The third one is mm-hmm. the the third one has some brutal stuff in it too, f- with some deaths and some characters that you're okay. like holy Fear street?
2: Fuck, I can't believe they killed those that character or those characters. This is a Netflix production, right? It or is. is it Netflix buying a production? Does
4: it look like a Netflix production?
0: No, it
2: looks like a
4: project power n- no, 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 <laughs> no it looks it looks good.
0: It looks good. I mean like quality, it's quality. It's good, yeah. It's good
4: stuff. And nice. um, for some nice. reason, I have pictured it as in the realm of like, in terms of the production, a rating mm-hmm. as like Stranger Things esque.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I'd it's, say it's a
4: little bit better than that. No, not not quality wise. Oh. Like like rating, like R, PG thirteen type.
0: Oh, oh 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 no, it's worse than that. Okay. It's 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 a harder it's a harder watch as far as like rate ranking goes. Like it would nice. if Stranger Things was. If Stranger Things was like PG thirteen, this would be bordering on an R. Some of the deaths are very gory. Bordering on an R. Okay. Yeah, like there's not okay. a lot of cussing in it. There's not a lot of like drug activity and stuff. So just could, the violence. The violence is brutal. Oh, okay. It's very brutal. So uh, I wholeheartedly recommend this series to everybody. And you can watch each one individually. At the beginning of each one, the one benefit to doing it like this versus just three movies by themselves, like a like a trilogy, is that you they do have little recaps at the beginning. So if you um, wanted to jump in on number two and just watch a good camp like camp killer slasher movie, number two is fucking great by itself. Okay, and you can watch the 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 preamble, the little what what you missed on the first one, mm. or you can skip it. It works by itself, but there is more to the story if you pay attention to the first one. Huh? And the third one wraps all of them together in a very good way.
2: You so. know the uh, director's cut of the Hateful Eight did it poorly when they did the. Uh, the whole uh, couldn't, recap didn't tell you. I Skip that shit. Oh yeah, watch it, it all the way through. Oh god, I did. I did one. I, I after the uh, it, first
0: recaps. Yeah, I did. If you turn it, if you X out of it and then go back in, it'll it'll
2: say you know, on the last episode of Dragon Ball Z, oh. they they play the whole intro of the first movie and then go into a recap. It's like thirteen minutes long. Don't, don't bother know. with it. It's terrible. So. Though that
0: that is um very much a oh, strong recommendation, although I feel a little bit dirty saying it because I haven't finished like the last thirty minutes of it or twenty five minutes of uh, it. Or whatever. It's a two hour last um, feature. Two hours. Yeah, it's good. So um, but okay. it, but anyways, the one the one that completely surprised me that I watched this week is called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar,
1: okay.
0: and it's streaming on Hulu, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> It it looks like a, a Judd Apatow production that's crossed with Tim and Eric, like a like a really long Saturday Night Live. It looks like a Saturday Night Live movie, mm-hmm. and it stars Kristen Wiig and another actress which I've never seen before. I don't. I looked it up her like her
1: her pedigree, and I, I hadn't
0: really seen anything that she was in. Uh, Annie Mumolo mm. don't know don't know specifically who she is, and yeah. Jamie Dornan is in it from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, Damon Wayans Jr. <laughs> And I think those are the only two only people that really matter in the movie. Oh, and uh, some of the like the, some of the uh, f- like ancillary characters is uh, Fortune Feemster, the comedian Phyllis from uh, Philip Smith who plays uh, Phyllis from The Office. Oh, and Vanessa Bayer, she's a uh, Saturday Night Live alumni. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like a Saturday Night Live sketch in some aspects of it, but it, it, in the best possible way, kind of like a, a Wayne's World, like a good version of a Saturday Night Live sketch. Oh, okay. So. The story of Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is basically they're two, two best friends that are like, are they lesbians or are they just really good friends? And they're like, mm, it's, I mean, it's Christian Wiig, so you're, you know, mid forties something, early forties, living together, yeah, in the Midwest somewhere, an unnamed place, and they work at a furniture store together, and they lose their job. And they decide to take a trip to this paradise in their mind called Vista del Mar. And it's basically it's like this kind of shitty Florida property, like Palm Springs sort of thing, but in Florida. Mm -hmm. And it's them cutting loose and they like do drugs, like have like fuck these random strangers and stuff, but they're so wholesome. The characters are so ridiculous. It's almost like like Bree's mom, two versions of Bree's mom talking back and forth to each other. My uh, the love love of my life, the lovely Brianna. Oh, okay. yeah, her mom, uh, is, is her, mo-
2: her mom's going to Florida and yes, uh, yes, having her way with strangers in culottes, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but
0: the there's also an underarching like world domination, I'm gonna kill everybody plot from an evil villain who's like an albino that can't see the sun.
2: Wait, oh, hold on. That's a very hard
0: right right there. Yes. What? It's like Mugatu from Zoolander. Like that version of a insane over-the-top uh, villain.
1: Mm-hmm. Also played
0: by Christian Wigg. <laughs> so it okay. is bananas. This movie is fucking nuts. Every scene, I'm like what is happening <laughs> in this? I love this. Is this crab <laughs> is talking to them now, like giving them sagely crab. advice. Yeah, there's a scene when a crab starts talking to them, and, and you're like, is that Morgan Freeman? Did they get Morgan Freeman for that? And, and at, the, at the end of the Ooh. scene, if you're gonna watch this movie, just skip ahead like 30 seconds. But I have to say this because it fucking cracked me up so much. Yeah, this crab is talking to them and giving them sage life <laughs> advice. And Bree's like, Bree's watching this with me, and she goes, "Is that actually Morgan Freeman?" <laughs> and look it up on IMDb, and it's not. Some white guy. And the uh. the crab at the end of the conversation, he goes, he's like, "Well, Barb, I hope you take my advice. If <laughs> it's it's uh, something like you know, uh, it's the best advice I can give, or my name isn't Morgan Freeman with the D." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
0: it's, it's so ridic. It's so ridiculous, and there's like that sounds a, fun. It is fun. That sounds like a really it is fun movie. One of the funnest movies I've seen in a long time. But it does not take itself seriously at all. Do awesome. not do not expect to have any continuity in the story. <laughs> there's there's pierced <laughs> labias. There's uh, <laughs> wait scene. No, not scene. Oh, okay. In conversation. Oh, it, there's like they're they're so like ridiculous <laughs> and wholesome. It's like two busybodies, Chatty Cathy's, just talking back and forth with each other, and they're their that's best.
2: gonna be in the show notes, pierced lady. <laughs> the,
0: the end. The, oh my, it's so it's so. Ridiculous. I want to watch it again, like tonight. It's so ridiculous and over uh, the top. So awesome, yeah. And if you uh, are, if you're awesome. into psychedelics and you take mushrooms and watch it, you may never be the same again. So, oh, <laughs> perfect. Sounds like a good idea. Do you do that? All I, right, I did not, and I shan't. All right, enough of streaming picks. Now we're going to get into Hot Fuzz, the movie of the week. <laughs>
2: enough of streaming yeah, enough picks. enough of
0: that. Um, so Hot Fuzz is a favorite of mine. It's a uh, – um, I, I like movies from just about everywhere in the world, but um, it's probably one of my favorite uh, British movies, um, short of maybe like old-school Monty Python stuff. Um, so in honor of um, our movie of the week, Hot Fuzz, I got in contact with a, a entertainment editor and journalist named Genevieve Hassan. Uh, from uh, Mary Old London. So uh, we actually have Genevieve on the line here with us. Uh, Genevieve, say hello. How are you?
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, absolutely. We're really excited to have you. Um, <laughs> I
3: am from Marriott Old London as yes. well.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoa. Yes. You are our first international uh, international guest, international caller.
3: I'm very privileged. Tuning uh, in live. Am I the token British person you have on the the episode
0: today? Yeah, you are. And we have a a token Swede as well. Joseph's
2: Joseph's brother is in Sweden. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but he's not Sweden, though. He just can't. He just lives there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Swedish.
3: Funny enough, my brother-in-law is in Sweden as well.
1: Maybe they're the same person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are cousins. Um, so, uh, so, so Genevieve has a, a show, Celebrity Catch Up: Life After That Thing I Did, a podcast, which is uh, very popular, hit number one in the TV film uh, iTunes charts in the UK a few months ago, and is uh, listened to around the world, over a hundred countries.
3: What? It is, Damn. yeah, I know, it's crazy. Can't believe it. That it- a year ago, I I just started the podcast. So for a, to be a year later, to so have been number one in in the podcast charts, not just in in here in the UK, but in like. I've lost count now. A lot, like it's loads, but I'd say it's probably like more than a half a dozen countries around the world. That's great. It's also oh my god! Um, but to be listened to in uh, in 107 countries is pretty pretty mind blowing, especially when you're a team of one doing it.
2: Yes. <laughs> Making the <Yeah>. big bucks, <laughs>
0: big bucks. <laughs> yeah, we have got a heavy hitter here. Um, and so you're you've done you've done the podcast, but before that, you have uh, almost 20 years of experience in entertainment uh, editing, editing and uh, journalism. So uh, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yes. I mean, it was something that I'd always wanted to do. I think when I was younger, I was just I got into music really early, kind of like when I was about five years old and was really into film. And, and I just really loved entertainment stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and it just it's that thing, where you know, with like your dream job where you, you happen to be doing something that you really enjoy and you get paid for it. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. this is great. And so I spent, um, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for like 20 years, but um, which makes me sound really old and <laughs> <laughs> Probably am. I'm it's 40 crazy now but <laughs> it's crazy when you used to, when
2: you look back uh, uh,
0: retrospectively and you're like it's been two decades
2: what was yeah, that i know it's... what what was the movie or band that got you into this
3: no well th- the weird thing like it wasn't one thing that that got me into it i mean like my parents were the kind of people that we would go on car journeys and i'd have to listen to whatever music they wanted to listen to so mm. i was brought up on Barry Manilow, <laughs> ABBA, you know, all yeah, Abba. that kind of good stuff. Love
1: ABBA. <laughs> Barry Manilow. Um,
3: and, uh, and the first film I ever saw in the cinema, which I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, was Return to Oz starring Peter <gasps> oh. Ball.
0: We actually did a whole episode on Return to Oz.
3: And the wheelies scared the crap out of me because I was yeah. like five when I saw it. Yeah. Um, Terrifying! Not to mention Princess Mombi taking her head off. I mean, that was just yes. like, Dorothy that was like Gail. really scary <laughs> for, for a child to watch. Um, but I just really got into it, and then I started watching like horror film i saw nightmare on elm street when i was seven i was like nice. yeah well, this is same here this, this is just i just loved watching horror films and, and i learned from a young age that i needed to watch these films with no sound because they were less scary <laughs>
1: <laughs> the soundtracks
3: <laughs> made them <laughs> much worse it's much better watching johnny depp be pulled into a bed and blood shoot out of it when you can't hear what's going on um,
1: <laughs> so uh,
3: <laughs> yeah i just loved watching films and everything and i kind of thought and when i discovered that you could do this for a living like you know actually speak to these people <laughs> and write about it i was like wow yeah i mean sign me up for that i'm all in okay. um so yeah so very lucky where where i you know ended up in a job where i got to amazing what, the, the, un, the unglamorous side of it was standing on red carpets for hours waiting in the cold and rain in england to speak to people for two minutes yeah. um, but then also get to sit in expensive hotel rooms uh speaking to a-list stars um oh for, for like three minutes at a time but sometimes they were great three minutes that's <laughs> so yeah.
0: cool that's
2: so
3: cool
0: <laughs> that, that really is a fantastic way to make a living so good on it you. it is
3: yeah very lucky
0: um and uh i i wanted you and i had spoke a little while ago when we first uh made contact and kind of set yeah. up for this and and you had some great just i mean over the years i'm sure you have all kinds of great stories but you had a really interesting one about your wedding that blew me away. Can you tell our classmates what uh, what that story is about?
3: Yeah, so um, me and my husband were engaged for like four years before we got married. And, and in that time, I started collecting congratulatory wedding messages from some of the celebrities that I was interviewing. And it started out with me just wanting to get Kiefer Sutherland to record one especially for my husband. I kind of thought, you know, this is going to be a gift, my Ooh, wedding gift bars. to him because he was a massive 24 fan. And I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool, get Keith to say something. Um, and then I did it, but then it just like morphed into this bigger thing. And um, and I just started collecting them from all the people that I was interviewing. And we played them out at our wedding reception saying, um, here are some... Messages from people that sadly couldn't be here today, and people were expecting like a random aunt or uncle that that couldn't be there because
1: um, uh-huh. we actually
3: got married at London Zoo, and um, that's and, cool. And we were we were restricted by numbers to seventy people, so people thought, oh, you know, these are just people that couldn't be there, and um, but it ended up being like John Cusack, Russell Brand. Kiefer, Keanu Reeves, Michael Sheen, wow. Ron Howard—all these people—and they A-list. all played along. That's an A-list saying, celebrities list. I, <laughs> I know. They were, they were really good about it. They all played along, saying like, "Oh, hey, Genevieve and Ian, sorry we couldn't be there, but you know, oh I'm, I'm in Hollywood making a million million dollar movie, so uh, you know, it's all do, <laughs> have a lovely day." Um, and this was back in like 2009 to 13. like oh well before God. cameo, uh, so it was pretty unique and um, and surprised everyone. And it's something brilliant that that we can look back on yeah, and um, and it's great. one of those things where at the time when i was asking the celebrities to record them i said this isn't going to be seen by anyone other than our wedding guests and i've been true to my word but that's pretty much great. it's like i've never posted it on social media i've never posted it for people to see anywhere it's like literally the people that were our wedding mm, have that, seen it and a handful of very close friends that have been my friends since we got married i thought i'm going to show you this um but yeah it's kind of this thing that that i've um I've never really played out to people. Well, I've mis- told the story, but never played the video.
0: Yeah, the the mystery of the video is probably just as good as the story because that's a great story.
2: Well, let me ask yeah. you this, Genevieve: Are you going to send the videos to us, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler? Don't you don't don't put that pressure on her.
0: She made a promise to Keanu. Um,
3: I can show you the Keanu video. This is quite funny yes. because he was directly at my husband, and he was like, Ian. Um, He's like, you're a lucky man. Damn. Take care of her. Don't fuck it up. So he was, <laughs> she was pretty good.
0: That's fantastic. Uh so awesome. I'm like, my
3: grandma's gonna listen to this. Come on, you're swearing.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about Hot Fuzz. What's what do you have you, do you like the movie? Have you seen it, you know, once, twice, ten times?
3: So funnily enough, I, I hadn't actually seen Hot Fuzz until like a couple of weeks before <laughs> I had Nick Frost as a guest on my podcast
1: mm-hmm. um, because it
3: just wasn't one that I, I, I guess I just didn't know anything about it. And I judged a book by its cover and I just kind of thought, mm-hmm. oh, it's just like going to be a, be a police comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. well, maybe this isn't going to be something that I like is like generally, I mean, I do like comedies as a genre, but I'm kind of like the, the sort of person that likes a film where the bigger the body count, the better.
0: And so you did have Nick Frost on, on your, on the podcast. Um... Yes. And um how was how he? he he seemed like he seems like he'd be a fun guy to talk to.
3: He was. Um so I'll just pedal back and say that I did actually enjoy Hot Fuzz even though oh, I judged great. it by his cover.
1: Nice. Good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um and it was the the unexpected that it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be at all. Um and and I like that element of surprise that it just it, I mean, it was kind of like a buddy cop movie, but it had this twist in it that I just wasn't yeah. expecting. Did you? And it turned out having the high body count that yeah, I was, was going uh, to crave for in a film. Are you? So, um, so you do
0: like the big crazy action, shoot 'em ups, and stuff like that? Point Break and Bad Boys Two and all that.
3: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm a big fan of of uh, of action body counts. Is great. Well, I, I mean, like I, I don't know. I'm that I'm that person that when you watch. Especially like the later Rambo films, mm, yes. <laughs> the, the number of bullets that he's expending and the the body count as that kind of gets higher, I just start chuckling because it's
0: it's, it's unfeasibly hard, it's, large. You're right. There's a great scene in uh, in Rambo, the late one of the later ones. I think it's the second to the last Rambo, where he's on a jeep mounted like artillery yes. gun yes, yes. Oh, yeah my that's God. the one i was thinking it of, just yeah. turns everyone to hamburger meat in front of them. oh it's so great and yeah. that's
3: almost like a scene from hot shots right where yeah. handled, like, yeah, Charlie Sheen does the same thing there's actually got that a, little digital a, display yeah
0: what a great gag um hey do you have you heard anything about the new fear street series on netflix i haven't no it's it's a horror slasher like it's a young adult like tween sort of thing it's it's oh. it's 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 a queen th- it, yeah i mean it's basically it's based off of an rl stein the author of goosebumps um who but he had like a, a teenage sort of uh, series as well out of his books and they made a three movie series on netflix and that has a really high body count with some great graphic kills you may dig that
3: Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Thanks it. for the tip. Mm-hmm. I, I, are you, because you gave me the tip when we spoke last time about watching um the Kid Detective, mm-hmm. and um and <laughs> <The kid laughs> I detective. actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, you did? Good. I'm
0: I'm glad. I think more people should watch that. It's a great gem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. I was going to ask you. Uh, speaking of gem movies, what's what's one movie that you you think more people should watch that you've seen recently that maybe go under the radar or is a a known one but is just as good as you would expect it to be.
3: Uh well I mean this uh, I don't think it's gone under the radar because it's kind of been promoted everywhere but um this week I watched The Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's latest film um and he has a special place in my heart because I arm wrestled him about six years ago what <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well so go- if you google BBC News Chris Pratt arm wrestle challenge you'll find it you'll see <laughs> oh my
0: god we are gonna do arm that wrestle. right after the the show. right now
3: <laughs> <laughs> and when I say arm wrestle Think of the, it laterally.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Because
3: <laughs> he was, uh, he, it, it was for uh, Jurassic Park Lost World. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, yeah. it, this had been after he'd done parts in Wreck. And so he kind of like got Buffed really up. buff for the film. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, you've, you've got really buff recently, but I and you still beat you him. You in an arm wrestle. You have to watch him find out.
1: Yes. That's <laughs> oh. right.
0: I love the tease. <laughs> um, it, anything else you wanted to share with us about, uh, about, uh, hot fuzz or, you know, Nick Frost in general before we, cause we're going to right after this, what we part ways? We're going to break down the movie and end our show talking about hot fuzz.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, um, he was really great on, um the episode of my podcast that he um appeared on and um for anyone that's not listened to it the premise of the podcast is basically I I always describe it as an unashamedly nostalgic celebrity interview podcast um where I speak to some of the stars of much-loved tv film and music of the 1980s to the noughties and um I've spoken to some brilliant people like Nick Frost, Michael Winslow from Police Academy, oh. um, who's just been on America's Got Talent, I think, in mm-hmm. the States. Um, oh. Alan Rock from First Bueller's Day Off. Alan and Ruck. From, um, Alan, uh, from American Pie and Clueless. They've all been um, on the podcast. And we reminisce about their favorite memories. And then we talk about how their lives unfolded after that thing they did. And mm-hmm. with Nick, we talked about um, that the nostalgia focus was on Shaun of the Dead. Mm, yeah. um, rather than uh, hot files, although we kind of like mentioned mentioned it in passing afterwards. Mm. But um, it's it's a really interesting chat for anyone that's not listened to it. He's he just comes across as a really down to earth, humble guy, and he kind of talks. I mean, he's he's so honest talking about the stress and pressures that he feels um, as an actor, like the anxiety that he feels if he's going to get work, if he's going to be able to afford to support his family, if he doesn't get a job for a while, if he's going to forget his lines, if he's going to look stupid on set. Um, Yeah. He's, it's, he's really honest about his experience. And I think that, you know, a lot of celebrities probably don't talk about that mm-hmm. side of the yeah. industry and that kind of pressure that they feel um, doing I, their job because you just kind of look at it and think, wow, that, that must be a great job. You know, you're an actor and you probably get paid mega bucks and life yeah. is all peaches and cream and you've got assistants and stuff, but, but he,
0: there's still real people talks about,
3: yeah, he talks about how it, it, it isn't really like that. But, you know, he talks about um we talk about the like the role, the big roles he did, the the roles he hasn't, the roles he turned down, like he turned down Star Wars because he didn't pay him enough money.
0: Oh my god. What a ballsy move. <laughs> he was like
3: it was a small part, you know, I've got to put food on the table so, you know, This isn't enough money for me. Yeah. Um and uh, and we talk about uh, his role in Into the Badlands. Have you guys ever watched it?
0: That sounds familiar. No, you you recommended that to me. I haven't I haven't been able to find it available here. That uh, would be
3: my streaming pick for you guys. I think it's on oh. well, it's, it's on Amazon Prime and oh, Netflix oh. here. So I, I think have, it might be on Netflix. It could be a, a, a US. region thing.
0: Oh, I yeah. might have to get the fire up the old VPN and tell them. Yeah, but it's
3: Sanford. It's a really was, good. Was it's a really good TV show set in kind of like a, 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 I guess like a pop, apocalyptic time where no one has guns anymore, everyone just uses swords, and the the Badlands are ruled by barons who all kind of like are trying for land grabbing. And Daniel Wu is like the main character who's a, a clipper or an assassin. Mm-hmm. And um he just does like a shit ton of fighting. And it's literally the best fight choreography I've ever seen in a TV show. Nice. They got a whole bunch of Hong Kong Fighting choreographers over to do every episode. Like more than half their budget was spent just on the fight choreography. That's it's right. literally, it's like, it's the best thing. The body count is insanely high. The <laughs> violence is brilliant. The blood and gore is brilliant. If you're squeamish, you might not like it so much, <laughs> all right. but if you if you like watching that kind of thing, it's perfect. We're in the opening five minutes is a brilliant fight sequence with Daniel Wu and um, and Nick Frost appears in it from I think it's end of midway through season two he appears mm. in it and he does all his own martial arts fighting. Well, there's what? a couple of times where there's, he has that. a body double, but he does his fighting mm-hmm. and um and we talk about how he learned his fight choreography for the TV show and and how his dis- disappointment that. Um, the show wasn't recognised really uh, yeah. in award season and everything because the amount of effort that went into making it um, just seemed to be passed over. And we do kind of talk a bit about how it's a shame that comedy is completely overlooked in award season um, and,
0: and horror. And, we we talk about that on this show quite a bit. Yeah,
3: that, that, um, especially because obviously he's done a lot of comedy. It's like you know making people laugh is one of the most difficult things that you can do, and yet yeah, it's not. It's totally pretty much ignored when it comes to award seasons you might get a, a supporting actor or actress nod for something yeah. in a comedy but yeah. but it, you know it's the it, serious films are the ones that that get the plaudits
0: it is but,
3: it is um, it is a shame uh-huh. And we talk about his habit of flushing cakes down the toilet, which um, apparently <laughs> uh, in the in the U.S., you've got much more powerful flushes than we have here in the U.K. And, uh-huh. uh, and they used to just flush cakes down the toilet what? to see how much cake you could flush down a toilet. I've
0: never heard of this. It sounds wasteful to me. I, why Why not well, eat the
3: cake? <laughs> <laughs> you just talk about that a little bit. It's always yeah, like, this yeah. is wasteful, but The videos are all on YouTube. You can watch them. It was kind of seeing, like, uh, basically the uh, – they flushed the toilet once, thought, oh, that's a powerful flush. I wonder if it could flush a cake. So, uh, so <laughs> Naturally. Tried it.
4: Naturally. That's, the, that's the bar. That's like, that's your uh, qualifier
0: for I'd testing use- toilets. I would do hard boiled eggs if I was going to test one. <laughs> can I Can I flush 12 hard boiled eggs at once? <laughs> well, Genevieve, it's, it's been a delight. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, everyone listening here, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, Catch a uh, Celebrity Catch Up Life After the Thing I Did. Um, it is available anywhere fine pod- podcasts are found. Uh, season two just wrapped up, and season three starts at the end of this summer. So tune in, subscribe, and listen to the celebrities talk about that thing they did. Uh, Genevieve, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Brilliant. Thanks, guys.
0: Okay, bye bye. Thank, thank you, Genevieve. What a delight. <laughs>
2: Well, it's cool. Now when we go to London, uh, we have a, an apartment to or a house. To, yeah, we can uh, hang, hang
0: out with Genevieve and Keanu and Kiefer. Yeah,
2: yeah and sleep there too. You um, don't <laughs> have to get a hotel.
0: <laughs> See, Tyler, this is what I talk about when overstepping your boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into random strangers' pools, demanding <laughs> wedding footage from new friends we just met. I want to see Keanu. <laughs> I Haven't even seen their face. I want to see the I videos. I know. <laughs> no, it was very gracious of her. I, I yeah. re- that was a, a lot of fun, and we uh, we broke the international international barrier on the show finally. Yeah, <laughs> as far as uh, <laughs> guests are concerned. That's right. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's do some initial thoughts on uh, on Hot Fuzz. I'll do a, a quick breakdown here. Um, yeah, for sure. Anyone that's anyone that's uh, <clears throat> been under a rock for the last. Uh, Sixteen years or so, or six years or so.
2: Well, I mean, you know, like I, I feel like a lot of people haven't watched Hot Fuzz. Yeah,
0: I mean, Genevieve's a pr- prime example. Yeah, exactly. She didn't watch it until right before she got Nick Frost booked to the show, and she enjoyed it quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. um, Hot Fuzz is from two thousand and seven, uh, written and directed by Edgar Wright, um, also uh, of uh, Shaun of the Dead fame, and then later on, World's End, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Paul. Um I believe he had some credit in uh Zombieland as as well and uh, Baby Driver. Um, and his new movie One Night in Soho. Oh, I
1: don't that's know anything right. about it.
0: That's right. That looks very interesting with Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Oh fuck, I'm on board. Uh so it's billed as an action comedy mystery thriller which is perfect I think. Uh starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost playing Nicholas Angel and uh Danny Butterman mm-hmm. respectively. <laughs> A fantastic cast, all kinds of cameos from Peter Jackson to Martin Freeman, Bill Nighy, and Edgar Wright himself. All kinds of good people in this uh, in this flick. Um, I love it, Uh, Joseph. What were your initial thoughts?
4: Uh, Well, I first watched Mm -hmm. this movie when it came out in theaters, and uh, have seen it—I don't know how many times since then. It's a very, very good movie. Mm -hmm. Very like one of my favorite comedies. out there and buddy cop movies i suppose um and uh it's just so like fast-paced with the editing with the writing and the, the joke delivery and the, like the, the subtle jokes in the background you know like when there's not a joke happening on the forefront there's something happening in the background oh yeah um it's just constant just it's just going pretty much the whole time you're watching it and it makes the two hours go by like that that's me. That's me snapping. <laughs> um, and uh, I uh, I referenced this movie one time earlier on this show, our first uh, debut Halloween special, yes. and I listed it in my top five movies to watch
0: during the Halloween season. Uh-huh. And I got a lot of flack for it for no reason. <laughs> I, I felt it was justified. I at the time it didn't seem like it fit, but after you explained it, I retracted my ire. <laughs> and I I agree, and I I still agree. Yes.
4: I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a holiday movie, if not a movie during a movie to watch during the holiday season, if not to watch specifically during Halloween. Yeah, it's not a Halloween movie, but it fits the theme of the season. Yeah, you got people dressed in robes, black robes, cults, blood. Yeah, lots lots of great, great conspiracy g- happening. Great it's yeah, I think it fits all the tropes, and then it turns into an action movie, which is also great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this movie. Super fun timeless i think you can watch it whenever uh 20 years from now 30 years from now if we're not all dead by then um well i won't be
0: uh we'll see about that
1: um uh, <laughs> what's that supposed to mean that so, seems like a threat
0: survive yeah that's not a threat it's a promise <laughs> <laughs> oh. that co- uh, coffee and uh, uh, golden state cider <laughs> yeah. hard, hard seltzers white claws and cigarettes yeah key to a uh, long life and, um, yeah, so yeah,
4: I love this movie. It's just one of my all time favorites. Beautiful. Wonderful. Uh,
2: Tyler, this was your first watch, right? Yes, it was. And I, you know, a lot of people recommended this movie to me when in, in my younger years, uh, when it first came out, everyone's like, oh, you should see hot fuzz. And I was like, ah, eh, you know, like I saw Son of the Dead and it, it's fine. You know, uh, so I didn't, I, and I beat myself up after watching this movie for not watching this movie sooner. Oh. This has one of the most brilliant joke writing uh, premises that I have ever seen in a movie. Like I was laughing pretty much, I would say like 80% of the time because of like the background jokes, uh, the writing, and just like the acting too. Uh, the the the, the uh, people who were uh, like, acting, the, like all the, the all characters, the characters, yeah, all like the, all the characters, the it various
0: was, police officers, all their quirkiness,
2: yeah, it, and it, it's it's really subtle though. Like, and that's what I look for in comedy is uh, it's either I, I really like extreme comedy or I really like subtle comedy, and this uh, aired on the side of very subtle comedy and dipped into extreme and. Yeah, it was. Now, uh, I don't agree. This is a Halloween movie. <clears throat> it's not a. It's not a Halloween movie.
4: It's a movie to watch during Halloween. No. Yes. What I will
2: say, <laughs> I like it. No. What I will say is, this is a good Thanksgiving movie. No.
1: What? No.
2: This is a How good. So? This is a good movie to watch after you're all stuffed up with the uh, uh, with the with the. Turkey. No, you Ash need to. Brown, you, need, you need to uh, watch the D- Detroit Lions play the Packers. Uh no, it, it, <laughs> no one wants to see that football game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a great Thanksgiving movie, in my opinion, because you know you're all stuffed up, you're wined and uh, dined. So you could say that about any movie that's good.
0: Uh, once you're full, watch this good movie. No, on I,
2: Thanksgiving. I, well, like I said before uh, on this show, uh, many times it's all about set and setting. So uh, for Hot Fuzz, this is a perfect movie to, after you're wined and dined, you go on the couch and you put on Hot Fuzz because it is a hearty laughter. Uh, yeah, no, I have initial thoughts. I love this movie. I think this was, I I, I feel like this movie should be Placed in uh, film or writing uh, classes uh, because of how witty and good this uh, writing was. Hmm.
0: All right. So um, my initial thoughts: I'm I'm much in the camp of Joseph. I watched it really early on when it first came out. I fucking love Shaun of the Dead. So mm-hmm. when when Hot Fuzz came out, I was like ready to go. I did not see it in theaters at that point in my life. I was pretty poor, pretty broke. Um, and I did not go do a whole lot of anything. I just ate Top Ramen and stayed at home and watched Netflix movies that I sent away for in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. In <laughs> 2007. Yeah. Um, and I really, really, really enjoyed just about everything about this movie. I like how at the beginning you have this character who is, he's like hardened in a way that's not aggressive. Like he's he's yeah. professional and he's very serious, but he's not like a dickhead to everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. which
0: I think that trope goes—it gets overplayed a lot. Where you're like, like LeBron James in Space Jam, too. What a <laughs> fucking dick, you know, he is to his kid. And it's like you don't have to be that much of a dick for you to, you know, have have a turnaround in the in the third act, or whatever. yeah, or like
2: the Shield or uh, Breaking Bad's uh, uh, dr- uh, who's the Schrader? Schrader? Hank Schrader? Hank Schrader? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's, I mean, it's a little different than what I'm trying to say, but I mean, I'll, I'll what, just a, a detective who's been around the block. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. be this just dickhead to everybody. And and he's, it's com, I mean, it's, it's comical. Like every scene is comical. Every scene is great. His little intro with uh the the bike and winning the chess and the fencing and all this stuff, and just a simple conversation between superiors in the police station getting transferred out into middle of nowhere is edited so fast and so cu- quick and like so clever and the lines are delivered uh, just like fucking perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, and they follow like all the rules of comedy have all, it's like set up, set up, set up punchline, set up, set up, set up punchline. But within every single uh, segment and and conversation, there's miniature jokes in the background and little, little quips here and there. Yeah. And they follow us from like damn near the beginning to the end. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And then on top of that, every single almost every action that happens in the movie is a callback to an action movie. Yeah. 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 Even as much as the Santa Claus stabbing, getting stabbed by the Santa Claus is a throwback to an action movie from the seventies where the main character gets, uh, he's dressed as Santa Claus and he gets stabbed in the hand. And I I think it's Serpico or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't don't know. Serpico. Yeah. I don't know. There was the, the entire thing is like that. And then, it com- it's got a, a a lot of fan service for movies. Peter Jackson was a Santa, by the Sa- way. Yes, Peter Jackson yeah. was a Santa.
2: <laughs> that was hilarious.
0: And Kate Blanchett was his girlfriend in the in the full body suit. Yeah, that that scene
4: was hilarious <laughs> to me. Where he's like, uh, is Bob is the other yeah. guy. Is the guy? You think I'd
0: I'd be with a guy like Bob? <laughs> Bob looks up and is like, hello so there." All sad, and he's like, "I'm with Jim." He's like, hello, hello there. And that's Edgar, Wright. The guy uh, is it? Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's just so good. I mean, it's really hard to say. It's almost a perfect movie to me.
2: It's almost a perfect movie. I would say that too. It's
0: it's it's fantastic. So I'm glad we're I was able to expose Tyler to this. Yeah. Um. And I'm and I I'm just gave me a good reason to watch it again. I have it on, on Blu-ray, but uh, um, I can't remember where I watched it. Did I watch it on the Blu-ray? first time? No, it's, like this time. Oh, it's, it's not like, streaming anywhere. I, mu- I must, had to rent it. I must have put the DVD in. I can't yeah. remember. but yeah. I have this nifty,
4: handy three three movie pack of Blu-ray that has Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End mm-hmm. all in one to save space in my Blu-ray collection. Nice. <laughs> uh, my drawers. How practical. Um, <laughs> and I've seen Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz like the most. Yeah. Because yeah. they are like classic. Com- I think they are classic comedies. I, I think so, yeah. Um, and um, The World's End I've seen the least but it's a little, it's kind of similar to Hot Fuzz in terms of like the conspiracy aspect of it. Is the writing as tight and clever? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that so, just because it's, I've seen it the least. And I Got have a high not bar to not hit. Ha- I mean, I do now kind of want to watch it again just to see
0: if it is. I, I remember enjoying it when I saw it. I definitely want to watch I've uh, seen it half of it and I kind of. Checked out and turned it off. It's a little
4: similar. The premise is that they go to this back to this hometown, and but this time Simon Pegg plays a character who's like not a cop. He's like deadbeat kind of mm-hmm. guy. He gathers all his childhood friends again, and they have to do this legendary pub crawl mm-hmm. in this town. And <laughs> they go to the bar, which is the world's end, mm-hmm. and that's the last, uh, yeah, it's the stop,
0: last stop. That's the, the last crawl. stop of this of this epic bar crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shit goes down in the city. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I I think I didn't like his character very much. I was like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to spend two hours with this guy. Yeah,
4: but, but uh, everybody else is like, it's funny mm-hmm. because it's like he's the asshole, and all of his all his friends are like grown up, matured, mm-hmm. have families
0: and stuff. But he's the only one who's been stuck in his ways. Basically, um, kind of reminds me of the the setup for the ritual, the one the one the the ritual or the rite. It's the one where they, um, the one with the guy from Hot Fuzz, maybe. They go there, like hike in the hike ha- in Sweden. Yeah, 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 that one or Norway or whatever too, and then they get trapped in the woods. Yeah, with it. that crazy monster. Yeah, it kind of kind of felt like a setup with it's, that. Like it, no one wants this guy here, but they're all too nice to tell him the fuck off. Yeah, the main character in that is one of the de-
4: detectives in oh, Hot, really? In Hot Fuzz. Yeah, one of the Andes. Yeah, one of the I Want to
2: know what's funny about Hot Fuzz? Is huh? like as funny as this movie was. You really could make a genuinely good action movie out of the plot that was presented to us. I think they did. Admit the it. third act. Well, I mean, without the comedy though, like if it was just like a cop going into like this corrupt town and you think like,
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Like if take all the comedy out of it, big, big just cop. Make a serious action movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, I think there is a really good skeleton for a great action movie well, but, I, I mean, it's not necessary though, either, because it's like, you have this, you have this. Well, exactly. I, I
0: think that, that it just shows the prowess of Edgar Wright, because, and his movie knowledge, um, I'll get into that in a second, but I feel like if you were to make a movie, you can't make a good parody movie about a genre, like an action movie parody without being able to make a good action movie you know what i mean mm. you can't make a good scary movie parody without being able to make a good scary movie sure in, in itself that really lands you know yeah. so if you were to i mean it it really it really was good and they they held back a little bit with the kills in like the gore at the end with the shootout scene they didn't yeah. he didn't even
1: kill anybody he didn't
0: yeah which is a testament to the character because i think that character probably wouldn't
1: I it's almost
2: kind of a testament to, like, the culture as well because, like, we're – so we're Americans, so we, you know, we <laughs> see – Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, living in the United States, like, if this happened in the United States, everyone would be shot dead. <laughs> everyone would be like, dead, yeah. everyone would be dead. But yeah. in England, though – uh what I liked about this movie is like when guns came out to the uh, population, it was shocking. It was yeah. like, it was like, oh my god, it's a gun! But in America, it, it would not be like that.
4: Everybody and their mums is back in here. Yeah, like, like
0: who? Fa- was- farmers and who else? Farmers mums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we all sell apples around here.
2: Like, your dad sells apples. <laughs> yeah, and, and raspberries. <laughs> That was kind of a culture shock for me, though, too, because it's like I. Well, I thought I, all guns were outlawed there, but then he goes out uh, yeah, to Mr. exactly.
0: Well, he goes out to the guys. Yeah, his like farm Felcher. Felcher Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he he asked him, "You got a permit for that? So maybe rifles are okay because he's they're farmers because they need yeah, to, to yeah, protect sure. their land or whatever.
2: But then I, he has a whole arsenal with the sea mine found. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a bunch of junk. (laughs) I want to see mine uh, displayed in my own home, too. That would be (laughs) sick. Just go get the lantern from the lighthouse. Just as big.
0: Uh, $80,000 or something like that. I I don't know. (laughs) That's, um, yeah, that that. that arsenal was impressive and the shot the editing of that scene when all the lights are turning on it quick cuts to all the things you're like how big is this fucking bunker and it's like it's not even explained it's just explained I found it yeah I
4: know (laughs) yeah he just found it I never thought about it the first few times I watched it in this town of Sanford
1: it's (laughs)
0: This village, that's for one. What, it's not even a town, it's a village. For one, yeah. I found a landmine. Yeah. For two, all these like basically ready to use shotguns and rifles and pistols. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think that guy was actually like a undercover, like retired, like John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lying. either that or, you know, he just found it. You know, he found he, it in that he shed. And he
4: killed the people who lived in that house.
2: I wouldn't say he killed them. He Where did just, they come from? It, well, they were just there. Did he find them all at once? Yeah. No, they were just there. Already Where? on the property, but that's that's the genius of the comedy, <laughs> though, is like you don't like.
0: Like it doesn't. Like that it was d- the sloppiest part of the writing.
2: It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. <laughs> what We're talking about right now. kind of matters a little bit. Eh,
2: nah. Really. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it doesn't. I wouldn't say it matters I liked, that much. I liked
0: how their relationship between um, Sergeant Angel and, and Danny were was bordering on like ro- it was romantic, written romantically. Not that, what? not that, not that their characters romantically. Not that their characters were at any way have like romantic intentions, but as their like relationship blossomed, they <laughs> he would he told them the, so, it's the same thing his ex wife told him or ex girlfriend oh, told him you know yeah. I know something else you don't know how to shut off oh yeah like and, there was like a breakup or yeah and then and my then, ex
2: used to told me that yeah <laughs> and then he
0: he like gets him a peace lily and stuff and he's like did you really get that peace lily for me. Yes, but it's impounded as evidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe dad will still let me water it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, did you know that Aaron A. Aronson, the little boy at the end? Yeah, that's yeah, a little ginger kid. That's actually a Simpsons reference. And Patty and Selma are opening the phone book of Springfield. They're trying to spread rumors about Homer. They're going through the entire phone book to spread a rumor about Homer. Okay. The first person in the phone book is Aaron A. Aronson. Oh, Doesn't he say, I thought he God. said Iron Arons. He says Aaron Arons. It, that His name is... Aaron A. Aronson, but he's got almost like a Scottish accent or
2: or Irish accent. All I hear is
4: Iron Aronson. Iron Aronson.
2: You know, it's funny that you mentioned The Simpsons because this movie was kind of written like a classic Simpsons episode. Like with the jokes and like the cadence of the pacing, like it felt like a classic Simpsons episode.
0: Um, If you like this writing, have you seen Baby Driver? Yeah, what do you think about it? Do you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, okay, it cool, great. I I love Baby Driver. It's a Great movie. I feel like a lot of people kind of hate on that movie for whatever yeah. one reason or another. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Of all the criticisms I've heard about Baby Driver, Kevin Spacey's not one of them.
2: Isn't is he the bad guy in that movie? He is. Oh. Yeah, he's the bad yeah. guy. It, it's fitting. <laughs> I won't watch this movie because of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Wait, you won't watch Seven? Uh, he's also the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was the point. One
0: um, of the movies has Kevin Spacey been the bad guy in? Let's talk about Kevin Spacey. Uh, about... Superman
4: Returns. Oh,
0: uh, Lex yeah. Luthor. American Beauty, kind of. Oh yeah, he was. He is, he's a, a perv. He is a bad guy. Yeah. I would say. I would say he was the villain in American
2: <laughs> Beauty. Um,
0: so uh, so let's see what what other what other fun stuff I loved. I loved the fact that um, if you if you look at the IMDb history of. Just about everyone on the Neighborhood Watch
1: Alliance—they
0: mm-hmm. all play the main bad guys in a lot of prominent movies. Mm. Oh, really? The preacher who—the preacher who—I uh, guess he's just the preacher. He's—he plays Belloc in uh, Indiana Jones. He's like the rival archaeologist. Oh, it belongs in a museum, Belloc. Whoa, that's that actor. So Whoa, okay. if you go back through the the history of all those almost all of them, not every single one of them, but just about all of them. So if you know uh movie history as good as Edgar Wright does, <laughs> it's an obvious it's clearly you know, oh that's a place by he plays a bad guy, he she plays a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um What of the movie does T doll play a bad guy?
4: James Bond. No, he is James Bond. I know. <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you know no. I thought about I know it was a writing choice, but like Simon Skinner is like, he's laying it on thick. Yeah. The whole yeah, movie sure. that like, well, how'd you know about the victims? How'd you know about this? You know, I hear playing this song while
2: you're driving by the
0: thing. Yeah. Know. Burning, burning down the house or yeah. something like that. Or like
2: in the Romeo and Juliet, that, 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 that goddamn play of Romeo and Juliet. Well, did
0: you notice there was the, they were doing the
2: Baz Lerman version no, I, it was Boz
0: Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, she, Leo and uh, yeah, Leo and what, what's her oh, name? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. She she's in the angel wings. He's in like the knight in armor, and she has a gun.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> so a, yeah. stupid. That, um,
0: that's the beauty
4: of this movie. But, it's uh, like
2: it's, it's so. Hidden. I know it was a
4: choice to like do that to have him like just like be super upfront about be the obvious like like suspect yeah. for, for angel, but. If, I don't know. For me, I don't know why I didn't. I like. I wasn't a big fan of it. Of him just like being just like <laughs> like super obvious about that's British have, humor. Have, though I have, no, I have I have
0: thoughts about that. I mean, I, I don't I, know if it was like a, a scapegoat type thing. Yeah, I have two two reasons. Number one, the audience needs to attach themselves to somebody. Yeah, because there has to be the obvious person, and then you're surprised that it's not that person. Okay, but, but twist to the traditional uh, movie writing. The person that you think it is is it, but it's much more than it's that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger it? than that. And then also not just him. And then also, if in in context from the perspective of the protagonist, he has to have a scapegoat. He has to have somebody to look at and go, "All oh, my direction is here." And then his theory is crashing to the ground when it's not true. Yeah, you yeah. know,
2: what? I, I I don't think that is. I think it that was just the comedy of it. Like when that's I not, when,
0: those parts aren't funny though. It's it's. What it's it's a it's no it's it a, is it's pointing you towards this antagonist this, as the audience you're looking at this person saying well he clearly did it but then you're if you go a level deeper you're like well you can't make it that obvious you're
2: looking way too deep into this movie like it like the you think him, the like-
0: you think the writing isn't deep in this movie. No,
2: it, it's very surface level. Like him laying it thick, like when he's talking There's to. There's like five
4: levels of illusions in this movie. Like when he like all the he, actors you just mentioned who are also bad
2: guys in other movies.
0: A super surface level. When he, <laughs> wait,
2: it is like when he's talking to Simon <laughs> Peck, like after the scene where uh, the the actor and his uh, um, uh, his squeeze yeah. Uh, yeah. get their heads cut off and he uh he pulls up and like he says like something along the lines there's of there's never like, been a tale of more woe than young juliet and her romeo. Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to be funny. Like and I laughed out loud at that. Like that was that was a funny line. I've seen the things you laugh at that wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> that, that it was. <laughs> it's just supposed to, It's not that serious supposed, of a movie. It's supposed, it's a, it's supposed to be a, 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 a the, the, I, com- it's a comedy throughout I see, the like, whole movie. like
4: it's it's just it's funny but it's like
2: It's just more weird or creepy. Why do you do a quote thing right there? They they can't our classmates can't see your quotes. Well, now they know. What do you mean quote? Quote quote, quote, funny. Quote quote. funny. (laughs) No, there's no. Um, It it was it was a funny line. It was a funny line because you are made to think like oh you know because he has like the mustache like he's mustache. It's just a weird thing that he said. I and also, it a suspicious it it, thing.
4: It just makes him more suspicious. Yeah. Because, like, how would he know who he, the victims were already?
0: And he's Wait, cl- clearly showing his hand too. He's like, "That's the funny part." <laughs> that's not funny.
2: That that is funny. Well, I'm, glad, you I'm, glad
0: you, I'm glad you thought it was funny.
2: Okay,
4: okay. <laughs> Humor is subjective. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um,
4: uh, I will make my case that why it's still a Halloween movie or yeah. movie to watch during Halloween. Ooh! Because I'd like to hear that. Because it's a slasher movie.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's clearly a it's a slasher movie.
2: Uh, uh
0: five people get literally slashed in the movie. The Romeo and Juliet
4: actors, they get their heads chopped off. A- axed off. The flower lady, she gets shears shoved <laughs> in her
0: throat. Hey, mm-hmm. she fell on those shears. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah, and then one person gets uh knocked out and blown up. Yeah. All the kids get killed. Off screen, <laughs> the fucking the worst, the yeah, one of the right. one of the worst deaths in a movie that I've seen is the head. newspaper journal head splattering. splattering and head splatter from the church spire. That was an omen reference because uh, yes, pa- part of the- yes,
2: I'm glad you caught that. That's what I was, you know, I was di- just about to say. Part so of you know, the,
0: deep that references. Yeah, part of the church fell off and uh like uh, almost killed that guy or maybe he did. I can't remember. And then also the music in that scene was very omen yes.
2: yes. Oh, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. Um, You know what I thought was really funny about this movie too was, uh, what was it? At the end, it was it was like near the end where Angel. Good pod. Sergeant pod. It's a good pod. <laughs> Sergeant Angel, he gets
4: uh, stabbed in the heart and oh yeah by danny when he exposes the
2: he finds the cult oh no 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 that's not what i was going to talk about sorry i'm sorry i'm I'm, I'm scatterbrained here uh when they're doing like their little cult circle in the uh i don't know where they are at the castle and they're explaining why they killed the people that they killed yeah Mm -hmm. and because uh sergeant angel was like he had this huge theory of like, Oh, it's because of uh, the property value, blah, 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 blah. And Oh, their reasons, their reasons for <laughs> killing the reason them. The reasons, like, yeah. She's one got of the, an annoying voice. Yeah. Her laugh is annoying. Yeah, her uh, laugh is annoying. Oh, his acting was terrible. Like he misspelled
0: it, everything in the newspaper. I
2: loved that. I, yeah. I loved that. And that, that's what cemented for me. This was probably, I would say in the best, uh, Top five comedies ever made Hmm. Uh, because old but I don't think you're out of line because of that like it it didn't go deep because of
0: that line it's deep (laughs) we keep saying it's not deep how can a a well-written multi-layered mystery horror slasher action comedy be surface level it's a uh, it's
4: definitely a a slasher
0: what what qualifies as a slasher then how many people need to get slashed in the movie for it to be a slasher well I mean more than five
2: you have these fucking people
0: dressed in as the Grim Reaper running around with an axe, Looks just
2: chopping like people's s- heads off.
0: Scream without the ghost face. Uh,
2: yeah, but you know a slasher is more focused on the murders. This movie is more focused on There's a lot of talk about murders. Pretentious. It? It's not. This movie is not focused on the actual killings. When I think of a slasher movie i think about well, the, the movie is only about how people die well the
0: big difference of a of of traditional slashers in this is that everybody is aware that there's a slasher going going around in a slasher movie traditional in this one only one person suspects that it's a slasher everybody Whoa. else thinks it's accidents
2: yeah and there's actually that one scene where blowing your mind uh, right now huh i know there's super a, deep well there's i mean a,
0: surface level <laughs> Super simple writing.
2: I didn't say simple writing. It's a very, it's very great complex writing. It's just complex.
4: That the, ah, okay. Falling
2: into my web of lies. All right, fine. You know what? <laughs> I'm done here. You don't want to give the movie the credit here. it deserves? Yeah, but I, I am giving the credit. I think it's one of the best comedies ever written. Like it oh, is, okay.
0: but it's not deep enough.
2: One of a, I'm not saying it's not deep enough. It just doesn't need to be looked into as much watch, as I would
0: say. Watch it. Watch it again, and you'll probably catch
2: on Because
4: there's a lot of detail, maybe yes. in in the movie, and that takes a lot of uh,
2: planning and thought, like <laughs> writing and rewriting. It. And that's what I was gonna get into. Because this was my first viewing, I need to watch this like at least four times because there's a lot because there's a lot that you miss because you get like washed up in the
1: uh, it's very the, quick the
2: brilliance of it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed too about the relationship between Danny and uh, Sergeant Angel is how you you Danny is basically portrayed to the audience as this dope, and he is. <laughs> But he has a legitimate yeah. desire to learn and get better. Yeah. So every time yeah. the angel corrects him on something, he makes that change for the rest of the movie. I like that. He says I like that. he says yeah. a accident, and then he says, "No, Danny, it's not an accident." Official voc- vocab guidelines call it a collision.
2: And that one woman, <laughs> yeah, that one woman. It was like uh, she was like, "Oh, we can't say accident anymore."
0: Yeah. There's also he constantly keeps telling correcting him about police officer He's like being a woman has nothing to do with it or a man has nothing to do with it mm-hmm. oh yeah manpower. yeah manpower yeah manpower that's called um, staffing
2: yeah it, and then look at Coleman's
4: like I wouldn't mind about a little, little bit of manpower
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know, it's 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 uh it's been advantageous to me for a time or two. Yeah.
2: It's lighthearted. I too. like a
0: little bit of a midnight gobble. <laughs> I can give you a tour, I've been on the station a few times.
2: <laughs> I mean we have She what, is a woman, I've seen her bra. <laughs> when did when did this movie come out? Like 07. uh oh seven? Yeah. Uh in between like oh six and two thousand ten, like there was a lot of like super sexist jokes coming out in movies. So the fact that this movie like kind of recognized that it's kind of wrong to make sexist jokes
0: well he's the only one at the beginning that says is like offensive about he's like "Uh, that's that's inappropriate and she's like uh no i am (laughs) i yeah that i have been
2: around the station a few times
0: (laughs)
1: yeah
2: i think i it's brilliant it is brilliant that they like shed light on that uh also i wanted
0: to bring to the to tyler's attention i don't know if you noticed this but you like game of thrones right tyler yeah, sure. You know, the guy that plays the hound is the guy that plays uh, Lurch. Yarp. Oh,
2: that's him? Yarp. Where he says Yarp? Yeah,
0: Yarp. <laughs> he's, the, he, he's the hound. Um, let's see, who else is in this? Um, Bill Nighy plays the chief inspector. Martin Freeman Ooh. plays the main inspector. Um, <gasps> Steve Coogan, right? Yes, yeah,
2: Steve Coogan. Oh, yeah, he plays he, the, He's like the next above, uh, above Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the... No, he's not the chief inspector. He's, no,
0: that's, that's um, Bill Nighy. Yeah. So
2: it's and then also
0: um Stephen Merchant plays the, Pia, Peter, the Swan Peter Ian Staker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Staker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much good like good like subtle writing with that and then Yes. <laughs> you mothers.
1: <Yeah. laughs>
4: and then there's a callback to Shaun of the Dead with the shortcut. Never taking yes. a shortcut before and then he actually
0: succeeds in taking the shortcut and then Danny's the one that yeah. um, falls through the fence. Another another reference to Shaun of the Dead one of the movies that he holds up in the bargain bin at the supermarché is Shaun of the Dead with an alternate title Zombie Party, which was what it was titled in other countries.
2: Oh, whoa.
0: And the sticker like for the price is put over Simon Pegg's face so you can't see it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but it's the same cover. It's him him with uh holding the the cricket bat or whatever.
2: I really like the uh idea of uh <laughs> Simon Pegg's character, uh Serge Angel, like he's always like going over obstacles because in the beginning of the movie they uh, they say that he was the like uh, top of his class for like the yeah uh, for everything for everything, and so like in the end of the or not even in the end of the movie, but he's like always jumping over fence like professionally, like yeah you know, like, slinging across like, of, uh, roofs of cars and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was it's it's so deliberate that like you can't not pay attention to it. You're just like, oh yeah, that's that 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 he he's using his training. <laughs>
4: yeah, I would love to see now that we have. Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. I'd love to see a Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead crossover.
2: Ooh, interesting.
4: Hot, Nick, uh, Sergeant Angel in the Shaun of the Dead universe.
2: Mm, I think that would be really hilarious. Mm, I think that good. would be really hilarious.
0: Um, anything else specifically that sticks out to you or things that you want uh, to mention?
2: Well, it's,
4: uh, it's a slasher movie, and then it turns into just just like a Michael Bay action movie. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially at the end.
4: And uh, they do the reference of Point Break. Like, the, the references of Point Break and... Uh, Bad boys too. They come around again after yeah. they watch the movies. They do the great 360 Michael Bay shot yeah. around the two of them at the end. They go, the shit just got real. Yeah. Um, and then they, and then, uh, buddy. Oh, not but What's his name? Danny. Danny. Danny yeah. Butterman. Yeah. Um, he mm-hmm. does the point break. counter Reeves shoot uh, finally the gun and they get and go ah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. All the every single thing that he asks him to ends up happening. He's yeah. like, yeah. You, you ever fired a gun? We'll jump it through the air. You ever fight two guns while jumping through the air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all those things—they happen in yeah. the action. Uh, they happen later on in the movie. Action sequence. I
2: gotta watch this movie again.
0: Which is uh, to bring it back to Barb and Star visit Vista Del Mar. There's a there's a scene early in the movie when they're afraid to go to see Vista Del Mar, and they're saying all these most ridiculous things. They're going to happen. What if we get poisoned?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, what if we go there and we get poisoned? What if we get separated and we can't find each other? It's like all those stupid things that they're yeah. saying happen in the movie. So yeah. not to spoil her. Um
4: and then oh, I was gonna mention something I for, totally forgot what it was.
0: Um I, I like the model village, like the whole like when, yeah. like, when they're fighting, they kind of get have a
4: that kai- was kaiju sort of thing. One of the most brutal things is getting oh, stabbed the- through the chin. <laughs> With the church steeple. I'm
2: glad that they didn't say that he died because you, you've, I, I mean, i No, I've you seen wouldn't that. die. No. <laughs> I've seen movies before where, like, they, like, get stabbed through, like, the bottom of your chin, and it's just like, oh, yeah, they're dead, but now he's, like, uh, sitting there with a... Uh, <laughs> just coming out of his mouth. Yeah, with his mouth, and he's like, this hurts. Yeah, it really hurts. I really appreciate it. Yeah, but he's also that. still
4: funny about it. I mean, I need some ice cream.
2: <laughs> you know,
4: it's like one of the, it seems for like of a ice pretty cream serious, station. serious injury. How yeah. do you even come back from that? How does this part of your jaw, how does that heal? Well,
0: you know, I don't know. I mean. That it seems insane it's a, to me. It's really just a bunch of flesh. It's like getting stabbed in a and and like muscle, your thigh and stuff. Yeah, Ugh.
2: Yeah. It'll, it'll hurt for probably
0: forever. The, um. The actual town that was filmed in was uh, Edgar Wright's actual hometown. Oh, that's cool. It's not, Sanford? It's not called Sanford, but it is. Um, is Sanford a real place? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, By think, the way, there's also the Village of the Year
4: competition. Yeah. That's sort of <laughs> really <laughs> kind of like a D plot. The, that that you see the judges when they do when they're oh, in the action. That sequence. was the whole
2: point of the movie, though. Like for the villains, is like was they their were killing pl- that people. That was their plot. That yeah. was their end game. Yeah. yeah.
0: That shot with the three of them are standing there, the three judges. <laughs> yeah, and I the love that. Village of the Year, uh, 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 banner yeah. falls down, is a Jurassic Park reference to when the the banner falls down saying dinosaurs ruled the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also a great reference to Goodfellas when he. Uh, uh, angel is in the trunk of the car, and he gets driven out to nowhere. And <gasps> oh, when he that's gets right. when he gets out, right. for one the body pos- the body position of both of them, the guy in the trunk and the guy standing outside, is the same from Goodfellas, and the camera angle is the same. And then when they get out, their whole conversation is red lit, like the brake lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole Goodfellas thing. And then he takes the long drive out to back to London and changes his mind. That's yeah, a, that's a Lost Highway reference. Yeah. All, all those shots is Lost Highway.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, um,
4: so many. One of the funniest gags. To me, was the uh, the statue man?
1: the living, the living statue. <laughs> statue. Yeah.
4: And you see him. They like he's a menace, and he's just he, twelve o'clock, <laughs> one o'clock, two o'clock in the same pose. And then it comes back later when he's when he's discovered the cult, and then they're sort of chasing him, and he's running to like these ruins comes Yeah. He falls down. There's a bunch of it skeletons exploded. and stuff, and he sees him and <laughs> sees the
0: gold statue man in the same position. <laughs> but he's like surprised. <laughs> he's not dead or stabbed or anything. He's just yeah. down there. <laughs> crusty jugglers. There's oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh,
2: oh, I <laughs> we'll
0: be up to our balls and jugglers. <laughs> um I um I, I, I looked up a little trivia to try to find like all the references
2: there's so in, in, many. in there's Hot Buzz. so many. And there
0: is a lot, but I found a I found there's a, I didn't listen to this and I'm not gonna get into it any further, but there, okay. is, there is a a co- c full-length commentary that Edgar Wright does with Quentin Tarantino for this movie. Ugh. And during the movie or during the commentary, they, they reference about 185 separate movies together. Damn. <laughs> Whether or not what? every single one of those is, is intentional, intentional or not, who knows, but Edgar Wright s- s- is apparently known in the Hollywood
2: sphere of yeah. being,
0: being like an encyclopedia
2: of classic movies. Yeah. Uh. Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino are definitely cinephiles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a
0: files,
1: <laughs>
2: I mean Quentin Tarantino, like he like he rips off the things that he's a cinephile about. <laughs> Edgar Wright is, you know, pretty he, uh, apply, he
4: applies them in a different yeah way.
2: Which actually, you know, uh here's a hot take for you, Brendan. <laughs> Edgar Wright is a better filmmaker than Quentin Tarantino.
0: I, that's a really subjective statement. That's a
2: really subjective Because 'Cause they're completely statement.
4: different.
0: Yeah. That's like saying Leonardo, uh, Leonardo Da Vinci is uh is a better painter than I don't know Picasso. You know, <laughs> very different
2: types. Da Vinci is a better painter than Picasso. Are you kidding me? So says you. Okay. There's <laughs> two hot takes for you, Brendan, And <laughs> Frida Kahlo. Yeah, exactly. Leave us a voicemail
0: next time. I uh, want to hear it. <laughs> All right, so uh let's let's wrap it up. We think we're got yeah. to the end of this uh let's get some grades on this uh I think this jerk off fest for you know, hot, hot fuzz.
2: You know, it's funny. It's like, I feel like we could talk about this for like two more hours. No too. one,
0: no one wants to hear that. That's no. for, save that for Tyler and company. God damn it. <laughs> Episode three. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, Joseph Gibbs a grade for hot fuzz.
4: Um, this is an A plus movie for me. Mm-hmm. It is just as rewatchable. We'll probably be rewatched before the end of the year um, <laughs> during Halloween season. And um, yeah, it's just fun. Hilarious action from beginning to end. Essentially, there's entertainment throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, can never, could never get tired of it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I love it. So good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would give this an A plus as well. Uh, the writing is uh, masterclass. Uh, the comedy is masterclass too. I will be watching this. Not during Halloween season. I will be putting this on during Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving movie for me. Dying on that hill, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm not it's dying, dying that on that pool. hill. No, I'm a dying colonialist that, bastard. Dying in that pool. Hey, Thanksgiving is not about colonialism anymore. Like, we know that. Come on. Just
0: as, uh, just as much as Christian uh, Christmas is not about Christ anymore.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, continue. Uh,
2: yeah. A, what more can I say? Like th- this is a, a, a perfect. It, it's a near. It's not even a near. It is a perfect movie. The writing. I I I really want to like talk to the writers of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Edgar Wright. Yes, uh, I want to talk to him. I just want to pick his brain. Like I'm just like, how did? Let's see if like, let's how, like, see if Genevieve can get us in touch with uh, Edgar. I think yeah. I would really like that. I mean, we already have her apartment to sleep in when we go to London eventually. So yeah, that'll be. We great. do our
4: international tour, yeah. uh, ro- road road trip uh, show.
2: Yeah, our uh, road trip. Your yeah. road trip. Thank you, Genevieve, for opening up your place to <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, A plus, A plus. Well, this may come as a surprise to you,
0: but this is our our first all A plus movie. <laughs> what that's right cross the board i just don't i don't know what else i could give it besides a plus (laughs) if this is anything less than the best it is a felony i'm just i just feel like if this isn't an a plus then what is exactly exactly and and uh, to uh, Genevieve's point earlier comedies don't get enough credit in awards seasons and all that kind of stuff and and I, i i don't think it has to be you know, a movie that's going to change your life, uh, your, your perspective on life, and you know, genocide and war, <laughs> c- war crimes and shit, to be an A plus movie or or a fantastic, sure, you know, a history book type movie. This it's it's fucking great. This is Schindler's List comedy version. <laughs> chala did say earlier uh, that he only reserves A pluses for serious movies. That's true. It's, this shows that you're growing as a as a man, and I'm proud That's of you. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, there's not much more we can say. We spent an hour or so with a stroke in the ego of Edgar, right? And um, if you haven't seen Hot Fuzz, God damn it, watch it. It's so good. And, yeah. and nothing that we've said here is probably really going to spoil it for you because there is a good there's twist. no
2: spoilers for this movie I mean, no, there, no, there, is, is, there is there is a good
0: twist and stuff but eh. i don't think it takes away from the enjoyment of it all so oh sure sure yeah <sighs> fucking it's so good so <laughs> all right uh let's get uh let's get a replacement for the wheel
1: one wheel
0: eight slots three hosts this is the wheel
1: of destiny
2: Oh, by the way, uh, I'm still willing to give five bucks to anyone who can guess uh, that theme song or the wheel. All right. <laughs> so, Hot uh, Fuzz is now off the wheel. I have the uh,
0: privilege, nay, honor, of re- replacing it with a uh, another movie for the wheel. Fantastic. So, hmm. it's a big choice. Big choice. Big choice. A yeah. comedy to what? What I are we going I to? Think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with another comedy. Oh uh, a movie that I love that my mom turned me on to uh, years ago when it first came out. it's got Steve Zahn in it and a number of other characters William H. Macy. Uh, this is Classic Park 3. It's called Happy Texas Oh <laughs> ever, ever heard of it ever seen it? I've heard no, of it oh I have it okay so uh, happy Texas is uh, the story of a couple of escaped convicts. Convicts played by uh, Steve Zahn and Jeremy Northam. His face looks familiar, but I don't know what he's been in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gosford Park, Emma, Winslow Boy, and stuff you wouldn't recognize. And they go to a, they basically steal an RV and they go to the small town in Texas called Happy. And they are met there by a bunch of young, between four and seven year old little girls. And they are showing up in this RV that was, Owned by pageant planners, oh, that came to the town. They were supposed to go to Happy to help these little girls win the pageant for like the Miss Mm. Miss Cactus Festival or whatever Mm -hmm. from Texas. Okay, it's like a young girls' um, pageant, and they're like they're the fixers. They come in and they're gonna teach the girls how to dance and make all their costumes for them and stuff. So, okay, the RV was owned by a gay couple that ran this pageant business and they're like they're the best you bring them in and all the girls are going to get into the festival or the pageant and they're all going to win or whatever and they have to they're now two hardened criminals that have to come in and pretend to be this gay couple that knows how to put on a pageant and teach these little girls how to dance and so (laughs) and Steve steve zahn plays a character named wayne 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 (laughs) his name is wayne 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 Wayne. like first middle last yes oh my god (laughs) his character (laughs) is so good so um, I don't know much else about it besides that. I've seen it probably three or four times. It's so funny. So Awesome. Okay. I can't wait. I don't have the Sharpie. I don't know what happened to it, but just imagine that Hot Fuzz is That's right. Happy Texas. We can do that. So recapping on the wheel. Antichrist, which is my choice, adopted from listener Chris. Natural fan pick. Joseph's fan pick. Life is Beautiful from Joseph. Another natural fan pick. Tyler's fan pick. And yep. happy, oh, happy Texas from Pete and the Human Centipede from Tyler.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. So we're going to give this what guy, a plethora. <laughs> I know. A uh, good spin here. Yeah, once my Justice fan pick is landed on, I'm going to replace it with a legitimate movie. This is going to be what we watch on episode 99. Oh, please be the human centipede. I've been wanting to watch it.
0: Uh, oh, happy Texas. Two a row, on and off. All right. All right. Okay. Ha- two, happy Texas. Two, two, uh, two comedies back to back. So nice. I don't, I guess I don't need to recap what Happy Texas no, is. Yeah, so there was a streaming. I'm going to look that up right now. And that means that I'm not going to be able to host for episode 100. Two term limit.
2: Uh mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Let's see. Happy
2: Texas. Have we, have we uh, dis- uh, decided what we're going to do for our hundredth episode? I think
0: it's a little late to get into that. So maybe we'll have to do it for 104, our two year special.
2: Hmm. Wait, what? Two years? We've 50, been
0: doing this for two years? 52 weeks in a year. Episode 104 means two years.
2: Oh, man. I think I just literally forgot 2020. <laughs> All right. So Happy Texas is streaming on Paramount Plus. Two and, years.
0: And Paramount Plus through Amazon Prime. You could rent it for three bucks on YouTube, though. Should probably be the what best about Amazon? It. Uh, Amazon, yeah. Two, oh. two, eight, 285 on Amazon. Well, just, $285? Yeah, $2.85. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, we'll uh, we'll watch uh, Happy Texas and get back to you next week. Follow along on Amazon and Paramount Plus if you are
2: Paramount one, Plus one of
0: the 13 people that subscribe to that. Thank you for joining us, episode 98. We'll see you next week. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MCFC podcast, and send us an email, MCFC podcast at gmail.com. And follow us
2: on Twitter at podcastmcfc. And please follow us on Instagram at Middle Class. And also, leave us a voicemail. We like to hear your voices. That number is 209-730-6010. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See ya. Have a good
0: day. Or a good night. I want to see Keanu.